0: You keep using word. I don't think it means what you think it means.
1: Today's word of the day, there's actually two. Today's words of the day. Uh the first one God damn. is what's the matter? He has some Brady has some ugly teeth. Oh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it looks like oh, gaps. Between, yeah, there's like gaps in between there. Okay. Like the caveman w- or word of the day <laughs> is altiloquent. Uh, yeah, altiloquent. High flown or pretentious. And then Flans, uh, you spell that A-L-T-I-L-O-Q-U-E-N-T, altiloquent. Why would you say my name? That's uh, high-flown or pretentious. And then you, your word of the day, oh, courtesy wow. of Urban Dictionary, is colludy. Mm. the act or predisposition to act in a collusive manner, the willingness to cheat or sneak around and obtain something of value like the patriots did probably. Yeah. Well, you know, that's like the perfect <laughs> word for the Saints game. We will get there. Uh speaking of which, yeah, it is Championship Sunday uh review. I guess that's a that's a wordy title for the episode, but that's what it is. Uh, so you got the words of the day. You gentlemen ready to go? Let's get on.
2: catalog of hit see me rolling tupac i'ma get it on my own and had to move away to get me closer to the ocean seashell had to get it myself at the house since the union i've been paying my bills for the longest i don't need you all you niggas see do Round up motherfuckers, I can wait though yeah. Too much money to be making it, it why work for myself like all you niggas aren't Nigga yeah. yeah. you probably can Google me eh yeah. qua what did you do to me eh yeah. Wake up like what are you doing today? i going make get first to economy eh yeah. I'ma go back to hiatus If these juice won't play this might die, might die, RP to my yeah. it
1: And welcome to the Cohort Sports Report. My name is Jeff Woodworth, joined in studio by Brendan Flanagan. Hello. And Matteo Poverari.
3: I don't have a burp built
1: in. I was going to say, I don't know how you follow that up. Thanks, Flan. All right. It is uh, Conference Championship Sunday. This was pretty much last meaningful football in in, what? Last meaningful football in January. We still have one more meaningful game left. Uh, The Pro Bowl.
3: (laughs) <laughs> is that what you're talking about? No. Uh, Senior Bowl. Niner's oh, coach. Yeah, okay. yeah, Senior
1: Bowl. Anyway, um, which game do you guys want to start off with first? NFC Championship game or the AFC Championship game?
4: Uh, let's do the best for last, so AFC last, NFC first. So
1: we're going to do the NFC Championship <laughs> game first? Now, everybody's reaction is going to be, blame the refs. Blame the refs. And while that was a very poorly officiated game from start to finish, we will just we will get to the blatant missed pass interference call in a second. I want to focus in on something that was uh, that I noticed with around two minutes left in the fourth quarter, to where the Saints pretty much gifted this game to the Rams. If you guys remember, uh, do recall with after the two-minute warning, the Saints had just gotten that first down, and they have two, or the Rams have two timeouts. I don't remember exactly how many the Saints have, and they choose on first down to throw a slant pass to Michael Thomas, and Breeze throws it in the ground. You know, our Lord and Savior Drew Jesus Christ. He was under duress, so I don't blame him for that. You know, stuff happens. But uh, this was more ma- or more, Sean Payton screwing the pooch on this. And then they ran the ball two times. So I'm, I'm just thinking to myself, why would you do that? And then the Rams, you know, ultimately they use one timeout, and they still have – yeah, the, the Rams had the Rams had two timeouts. They used one because they still had the one that, that they were able to use when they completed the pass to ultimately tie it. But you ended up kicking the field goal anyway. My thought process is why not run the ball all three downs, the Rams burn their timeouts, and now you're forcing Goff to go on this Brady-esque, drive with no timeouts to get them in field goal range granted you've got legatron who can make a deep ass field goal but why not put the pressure on them with no timeouts and then you just have your dbs just guard the sideline for when they're making their passes downfield am i wrong
3: I'm just—I never want to die conservatively. I, I, I just—I'd rather—he had a five—it was a five-yard slant pass, and he didn't let out a good pass. I mean, Breeze deserves some blame for that. I mean, a little bit, but that's what I'm just saying. And it, they're not expecting you to throw. I mean, he had a throwing lane. Thomas separated. It was a bad throw.
1: Yeah, okay.
3: I mean, it's just like the same thing. He had uh, the receiver—he had Lewis open, and they didn't call pass interference, and it was schemed really well. I mean, if you're going to die, I'd rather die with it in, in Drew Brees' hands than fucking Taysom Hill.
1: That's true. Yeah.
3: Is
4: this what we're talking about? They had, like, they had four downs. They, they threw it on two of the fours. That
1: no, this was... uh. That was the Rams that did it. This was the two-minute... This was the 2 minute, Or I mean, after the two-minute warning in the fourth quarter before... And the game was tied at 20. And the Saints ended up settling for a field goal. And it was... I mean, impartially, in... They didn't get the Rams to use the timeouts that they. That oh they had yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It kind of so.
3: reminded me of the Super Bowl with the Pats and land after the Julio catch. Uh-huh. Same thing. They just you're like how at the end of it about 20 minutes after the game you're like how did they lose this game? Yeah,
1: it was very it's very frustrating to watch because it's just I mean you know both teams played relatively well aside from the questionable officiating. Um, I mean they threw the ball a bunch. Both teams threw 40 times. Uh, golf nearly had 300 passing yards.
3: So I'm a big Breeze fan, but he's he struggled down the stretch. Yeah. I don't know if it was age. I don't know if he was just playing. I mean, he ran into a Rams front that was just eating them alive, then too. The,
1: the tip pass in overtime, too. It was just yeah, like he really he had, showed up. Like, all yeah, his inefficiencies yeah. really got highlighted there.
3: Which was rough. And then the uh, what was the other one? Uh, the Ted Ginn throw. He had a third and long. And I don't know if Ginn was supposed to sit somewhere, but he had Ginn open on a crossing route. It was behind him. And, I mean, that's usually a throw he hits nine out of ten times. Yeah, it was, I mean, look at this passing breakdown, really, though, like, 11
1: receptions by Alvin Kamara, and then Michael Thomas had four, Ted Ginn Ginn had three, Griffin had two, Mark Ingram had two, and then a bunch of other guys had one. It's just, yeah, it wasn't a very efficient day for uh, Football Messiah. So, but I mean, there's, uh, then we could talk about the pass interference. Did, I mean, it was obviously, there's no Mm -hmm. question about that was pass interference, right? I mean, I remember sitting there on the couch and I just thinking to myself, like, we've been trained to wait for the flag Mm -hmm. after the play. And I was sitting there, I was just like, where, where's the little graphic that says there's a flag? What did what were you guys thinking?
4: Um, I was shocked there was no call, especially when they did the replay. The re- I mean, the replay was obvious, but I thought there was a fly Nothing was called. I was shocked by that.
1: I just see a headline here that says <laughs> McVeigh on refs. They let the guys play. Oh,
4: God. They let them play. Did, didn't right. they yeah. tell um, Sean Payton that they blew the call?
1: Yeah. He yeah. said in his post-game press conference that he got off the phone with the league office and they blew the call. Um, I'm sure
3: Sean Payton was very patient on that call.
1: I just, oh my goodness, man, he was livid on the sideline, and I remember mm-hmm. just thinking, "Wow, like how is that not getting called?" Marcus Peters got the last laugh. Uh, he did. He, did he go up to him? I don't know if he actually went up to him. I didn't see that, but he did in fact get to. Uh, Peters wasn't victory g- gumbo.
3: Peters was involved, and he was screaming, "We want gumbo!" But they also said Dante Fowler was taunting. There was a little skull. Uh, Every Rams game, there's a scuffle. It seems like at this <laughs> yeah, point, yeah, yeah. But they said this one involved Dante Fowler and Great. Peters. I don't know. I'm sure. I'm sure. I, I hope there's one after the Super Bowl. Now that would be awesome. Yeah, It was. Yeah. Oh man.
1: I mean, w- did you guys enjoy the game? Did you like it? Like, was it a fun game, start to finish? Even though the, the Rams won, and you necessarily didn't want the Rams.
4: Yeah, both games they were awesome. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, totally. The one
1: thing that sucks about the Rams going to the Super Bowl, and they're probably going to be wearing no, their, no fans. They're away jerseys. <laughs> You know what I don't understand is the unnecessary gold trim. What it reminds me of is like uh, a school. They're
4: wearing their uh, throwbacks, the blue and yellow ones. Are they really? They are gonna wear those. Okay, because the thing that
1: bothers me about the Rams road uniforms is they look like that school. They look like a school that got funding, that (laughs) the football program got funding, but they only could afford like home jerseys, right? Like they couldn't
5: they couldn't ri- uh, yeah, they uh they get inside out later yeah, on. They in couldn't the game. get
1: new away jerseys. Like they still had the gold <laughs> from Saint Louis and it's like but your home jerseys are like vibrant yellow and a lighter blue and then you go navy on the road, like it it just doesn't you know, I, I was confused by that. So hopefully they're not wearing those things in the Super Bowl. I, will say I just hate those jerseys.
4: Their new color scheme with the blue and white is pretty clean.
1: It's clean, but that's what I'm saying. Why is it? Why is this uh, the gold in there know. when well it's uh, when pro- it's clearly yeah. yellow at home, right? It's like a much a much uh, brighter yellow when it's at
3: home, but it's a darker gold. I guess on the that's road. their tribute to St. Louis, right? Oh, Maybe yeah. they got a uh, right here. You go the Niners keep still the, have the cleanest jerseys. Okay,
1: I don't know about that, but all
3: right. I think, I think so.
1: Honestly, uh, who does have the cleanest jerseys in the NFL? If you could say without I made mean, Niners. One, I think you're the, saying the Niners, current
3: current jerseys, or are we going through any? No current jerseys. Current and now the red Niners
4: jerseys from you. Okay,
1: but. then what's your second what would be it'd
4: probably be the rams and the blue and white ones oh,
3: okay interesting
4: oh, yeah. I, I mean I, I just like that helmet a lot
3: with the blue and white. Mm-hmm. I kind of like Jacksonville just because of the, the they, they have the soccer patch on there and I'm very envious of that that might be the only reason interesting
1: I kind of like the dolphins color yeah I do do I dig the seafoam sea seafoam yeah. sea green it's a it's a clean color but I mean it's not a very like just like dope jersey, it's just kind of, you
4: know the Niners all, like all white ones they had this year are really nice. It's, it's the only problem was they're supposed to be on Sunday Night Football, and mm. then the team just. I'm sucked. I'm
1: really trying to process like every team's jersey right now. Yeah, just that's what think, and like, it's kind of sad because everything, everything
3: feels kind of bland. The, I worst, like the, the worst one of them yeah. all is Seahawks. That's just no. no see, brainer. that one's just I, different. You know what? When they first came out, I was like, "Those are the ugliest oh, thing." Still I, are. Like, and then the, they've grown on me. I'm oh. actually Broncos. Kinda,
1: Broncos jerseys. Do I have your approval on the Broncos jerseys? Yeah, they're pretty good. I like the blue. I like the blue more than I like the orange. How about oh that? yeah, T- Tennessee's kind of cool yeah. with their
3: color scheme.
1: Says I hate watching Tennessee play. Yeah, <laughs> such a boring game. Um all right. So now on to the AFC. Uh, fucking surprise surprise. Tom Brady's in the Super Bowl again. Are you guys shocked? What were your takeaways from this game?
4: Um uh, I I had no takeaways. I was just pissed. <laughs> when the
1: Chiefs when the Chiefs scored that touchdown with two minutes left, I just I immediately threw my head back on the couch and was like they left way too much time on the clock. And sure enough, the Patriots scored with what, like forty seconds mm-hmm. left in the game and the Chiefs were able to manufacture something down the road and they and they were able to get uh be able to get the game into overtime. But oh my god, as soon as the Patriots won the toss, I just I, I was ready to turn the game off. I was like, This is over. They're gonna go on one of their ten play ten to fifteen play drives.
3: I said it, I said it earlier. It's just, It was just like the Atlanta Patriots Super Bowl again, yeah. that finish. The team was way too tired on defense, and they just ran the ball down their throat. Oh, and they completed a bunch of third downs, too. It was oh insane. Oh, my God.
1: It was just the Chiefs. Chiefs defense did themselves no favors reputation-wise. And just in the first drive alone, I believe the Patriots were 3-for-3 three three on third downs. That was ridiculous. I mean, Edelman was crushing it. It was. Julian Edelman finishes with seven catches, 96 yards. Rob Gronkowski, six catches, 79 yards. Uh, James White, four catches, forty-nine yards. Chris Hogan, five catches, forty-five. Rex Burkhead came uh, coming up clutch in this game. So,
3: how impressed were you guys with Tony Romo?
4: Dude, He's good. Yeah. Okay, good call. The one in the calls we want to be, I was like, God, he, this the, guy's, the, guy's fucking he good. Yeah, he the one who was uh, the, lo- the last touch on the Patriots had before the end of the game where he's just like, oh, he's killing it, he's killing it, he's going to shift to the right and uh, he's going to do a power to the right side. Of the, and that's exactly what Well, happened. he
1: was calling that all game with Brady whenever he pointed mm-hmm. to his helmet he's going, oh, they're going to their second play. And, yeah, Tony Roma was – I think even Jim Nance uh, called the, started calling him Ro- uh, Romo yeah. or something like that. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just like <laughs>
3: that's – That's the guy that ESPN – wish they
5: could have oh,
4: had, so man, Jason Witten. <laughs> oh,
3: yeah. Man if he if he had called I mean the, the ultimate heat check is if he called that flea flicker if he was able to point that out I would have just been like okay that's enough Romo. Yeah, right. th- either it either it Romo th- uh, Romodostris but or he, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think he's that's like,
4: what you're saying? like he's like literally. Like, oh, he's killing. He's killing. He's gonna. What's like watch right here is a motion to the right.
3: and He's gonna do a power run to the right. And it's exactly what Jeez, happened. Like the, he he nailed everything on that Michelle touchdown. Yeah. He's on the four uh, was it Michelle? Yeah, the fourth and short where they had a run, or fourth and inches. And then he, he predicted all, all yeah, the way that, what it would and be. Then,
4: and then that, that Gronk like fade on yeah. the three yard line. He's like Gronk's at the top. You go throw it to Gronk, and then next. I'm season.
1: excited. I'm excited for the Super Bowl just to hear Tony yeah, Romo talk little. about not only not only the Patriots because he loves talking about the Patriots, but he's also going to get to talk about McVay and golf. And it was clear Ooh. that uh, Tony Romo's body was the thing that was holding him back because it mm-hmm. certainly was not his football mind. No. He's a very smart. Uh, football mind. So, do and you guys
3: th- do you think he lands an OC job out of this? No, or, or no. You no. Don't think if, so? he, if he's smart, he wouldn't. He just take. The you job just does, d- no. You
1: d- You look at John Gruden. Look at what happened with John Gruden and the mess that he's in right now. Unless
4: you really,
3: bol- really want to do the whole coaching, like that's like a no. Dream he's of yours. got it
4: so
1: sweet.
3: He does, but I think I mean eventually he's gonna get some. Somebody's gonna make an offer to him. It happened with Mike maybe, like, maybe it's just our lazy ass just talking. No <laughs> way,
1: dude. Romo has to look at the big picture on this. You got an easy thirty year Locked up uh, And he in gets to play C- golf In between In that CBS Yes right Like you just You do wh- Like think about it You probably have to watch film For maybe two three days Out of the week you, Then you call a game On the other day So that's like Four days taken up max And the other three Are spent with family uh, The golf course Doing whatever else You need to do In your personal life and then and that's just that's just during football season. Yeah, you had
4: all you had all off season off.
1: And then because you're working with CBS, I guarantee that you could probably weasel your way into some Masters coverage too, since everybody knows oh, you're such be, a big a golfer. Call. You could parlay that shit. If you're Tony Romo, be smart, man. Don't don't worry about yeah. stressing over how like the
3: way ESPN does it with their people like Schefter is doing basketball yeah or exactly. Stephen A doing UFC <laughs> 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 <No>. Stephen <laughs> A doing <everything>, <laughs> tennis <laughs> <laughs> Stephen A just doing everything yeah right? yeah, yeah Stephen A Smith <laughs> Network so, uh, yeah, yeah. he's yeah. gonna get a he's gonna get a really good offer I mean he has a chance to be this generation's Madden
1: what um what are your initial thoughts no there's gonna be no Tony Romo video game get out of here there
3: should be Romo yeah. Romo uh twenty one Romo there would be, be so 21. many jokes I go off for that yeah. one he'd be calling out your before you run them.
1: Just the injury meter would be stuck on <laughs> high. That's, uh, that's what happened there. Um, okay, so just initial gut check reactions of a New England-LA Super Bowl. What are your thoughts?
4: Um, I think with two weeks, I think Belgium could I this could go. This could be a good game, or it's could be an absolute Patriots blowout.
1: I, I mean, you can make a prediction now because I'm sure it'll change in the next two weeks as to what might happen. But
3: I mean, yeah, Mateo, what I'm, do you think? I'm still trying to let it marinate because I'm not exactly excited about this. I don't know who the I don't know who the root for my. I, it's probably McVeigh just because he's a millennial. It'd be cool to see a young, <laughs> a young guy like that. Win Jared Goff's from Marin. Yeah, Marin. So That's you have that closer angle. Than Brady being in Sierra. And and he's a big. Both <laughs> of the guys are actually big Warriors fans. Yeah. So. I don't, know, I
1: don't know. It just
4: seems like off first bat, it just it seemed like this, the game could just be an, a Patriots blowout to me because I think mean, like you have two weeks, and I feel like Belichick can find something to get golf rattled. I feel like golfs can get rattled fair. I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. it's just me, but I just
1: well another know. thing that Romo was pointing out during that game was uh, how Mahomes. When he gets to the line of scrimmage, he's not audibling out of any plays. He's not calling to a second play that was called in the huddle, right? Like, that that was just – they were running what was Mm. called, and it was, you know, go through your progressions and hope that something's there. We're going to rely on your arm. Whereas, like, the Patriots were going up, and they said, okay, we're going to come out in this, and if they show us something different, then we're going to flip to this right away and have it called. And it seems simple enough, but it's just, you know – Brady's been doing this for how long? So he's able to do that shit like no problem. Whereas Mahomes might be getting his cadences and and different calls mixed up. Like it's just I wonder if the same thing's gonna happen with Jared Goff.
3: Well, I will say he handled. Uh, I mean, that's a tough place to play. Uh, the, Arrowhead? Su- no, the Superdome for uh, oh. golf. Yeah, he, he handled that so well, Did especially you see with them talking about how he hears like McVeigh tries to get everything to him before the mic cuts. Yeah, like he handled it really well today.
1: It's crazy because you think about it. Um, they were talking about how they had to turn up the, the mics in the uh, in them or the headsets in the helmet because but they couldn't do it too high otherwise it would over modulate and that's when you start hearing you know the super fuzzy when it's all you know <laughs> like that. So, um but it, that was interesting. What uh, what was kind of funny was uh, McVeigh th- said that he didn't think that the fans could keep up <laughs> the uh, the cheering all game long, you know. But uh, they did, and they made it very tough. Yeah, uh, there was a couple cuts where you could see McVeigh looking at Goff and just be like, "Can you hear me?" And and Golf is saying, "No."
3: That um, was a great exchange. Goff
1: also ran over. Who was the wide receiver that he ran over to in the fourth quarter? And he tried to. He just tried to let awesome. him know the play, and he wasn't even paying attention to. Was that? Um, it wasn't Higby. It was, uh, was it, it was,
5: Everett?
1: Uh, whoever 83 is, their wide receiver. I'm, oh, I'm Reynolds. Playing. Yeah. He was walk- He ran over to Reynolds to try and call to call in an audible to him to make sure he got his attention with like 10 seconds left. And he ran back and they ended up having to call a timeout. So, I mean, they, they're not going to have to deal with that in Atlanta. I'll tell you who's happiest right now about this Super Bowl that we have is Bomani Jones of ESPN. <laughs> uh, Bomani pointed out that and he made some valid, valid points as the more and more I thought about this, is that uh, New Orleans and Atlanta don't necessarily get along as Saints-Falcons fans, so you didn't want the Saints in a Super Bowl that the Falcons were hosting. Then you then you put into account that uh, the government shut down. Uh, there's no oh TSA, so Atlanta's a very busy airport, and then um, you have an influx of Saints fans coming in to an airport that would not be monitored by TSA agents. Uh, coming in and being greeted by... Falcon fans that do not like the arrogant Saints fans so much. You think uh they're going to take enough when Boston comes into town with their are oh, all you blew a 20 whatever point lead? Oh, they I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I think I think Atlanta was oh, more concerned about point. about uh New Orleans, but that would we should definitely tweet Bomani Jones. All three of us should tweet Bomani <laughs> and ask him that question so it's guaranteed to get asked on one of his podcasts. I Just, don't get
3: bodied by him though he's i mean like right out his tweet right after the game was pretty good of the oh. don't let me see you cry saints fans i got you and then a paper bag yeah like, like he was a freaking out falcons during the game
1: but, but but see what's funny is he's a bigger texas longhorns fan than he is falcons fan because he said he doesn't really cheer for the mm-hmm. he's more anti-saints than he is pro falcons yeah. now at this stage in his career but there was a time when he was a falcons fan bomani's one of those guys that i i like uh you know from uh ESPN like there's there's a couple media heads that I I make sure I listen to every day you know you got Levitard uh Bomani or Bomani whenever he's on mm-hmm. and then uh, uh, you know Bomani and Pablo Torre then Colin Cowherd, Jim Rome you know there's a couple guys <laughs> Rome is just kind of for that that old school aesthetic just this is the hot take mm-hmm. I'm gonna take some calls. You're gonna help make my show. Oh, now I want you to do a segment in Rome's voice. Yeah, right. Just, I could talk about the Steelers all day with uh in that Rome voice. Just I could I could deliver one of those if you really wanted to. I don't want to though, right now.
3: Next time when we do the mock draft.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah.
3: have it, to do the I'll to do do a Steelers a ro- pick in Rome's voice, I'll do
1: a Rome voice if you can give me your best Mel Kiper or Todd McShay impersonation.
3: I have to listen. I don't even know what McShay could sounds you, like. Could
1: you could you do Flan? Do you think you could do that? What a uh, McVeigh. Uh, or, not a McVeigh, Jesus Christ. Kiper. A Kuiper or a uh, McShay impersonation for the draft. Uh, no draft special is going to be interesting because we're probably going to have about six heads around these three microphones here, and we're just going to be yelling the whole time <laughs> while we record it. Just make sure you say it into a microphone, otherwise, it's not getting picked up. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that, well, we're getting ahead of ourselves. I saw a tweet today by Scott Hansen that said uh, 33 more weeks until, or 33 more Sundays until week one. Of the 2019 NFL season. So, keep your head up. We're almost there. That's all we got. They're thirty. Th- he's announcing it before we've even played the goddamn Super Bowl. Alright, uh, let's transition to this. Uh, some basketball talk. Now, guys. Boogie's back. Boogie. Boogie's back. The boogeyman. Came. Saw. Conquered. What did you guys think of uh, DeMarcus Cousins' return? Flynn,
3: no, a a plus. I was I was so stoked. He was a lot more. He was better than I expected, especially coming off such a traumatic injury. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, and he was hustling his ass off through the game, and then to watch him after he hits uh, the threes, just and the whole bench being into it, it was a lot of fun.
1: I missed the game because a uh, concert. Yes, but uh, we'll get to that later. But yeah, so what I want to know what did, what did you think,
4: Flynn? Uh, I thought it was good. Um Marcus looked – he didn't look like he was uh, – I mean, he was just rust, but um, he didn't look like he was – I don't know. After Achilles here, you're not quite as fast as you were before it happened, but um, he still looked good. He had that three-point jump shot. which 14
1: is points m- in 15 minutes. That's pretty impressive. It is good. Oh.
4: Um, yeah, his three-point jump shot was uh, –
3: Impressive. Too. How
1: gassed did he look out there at points? Did he, he look gassed? No. They the only
3: time was when he fouled out. He looked like he was. Oh, he was fouled like, out. Yeah. He had six fouls. Oh my goodness. He got a standing right. out. And he's like, thank you to the mm. fake fans in LA. <laughs> I did
1: not. I did not know that detail. Okay. That's pretty funny.
3: What uh-huh. was cool was, uh, he just seemed like he fit right in. I mean, he's, yeah. he just, he set the perfect screen at the right time. His vision was great. And it was, and everybody was looking to get him involved too. No,
1: oh, sorry. I was looking at the NBA scores. Um, what? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> what did you say? One uh, more time.
3: Oh, I just said he just all the little small things he did really well. Okay. Just for the first time, it, usually guys look a little lost out there, and he had no problem posting up and getting the ball and. And trying to make his make the offense work for him.
1: That's good though, because that was a that was a question that a lot of people had. A lot of people had on their minds was how is he going to gel into the offense? And it's like, don't expect him <laughs> to be a high volume shooter. Is there something that you'd like to share with the class? Yeah. What was so funny?
4: Uh, I remember uh, Stephen A's top five QBs from f- like two weeks ago. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, let me just read them all for you. One mm. through six. Okay. Andrew Luck number one. Oh, okay. Pat Mahomes number two. Okay. Phillip Rivers number three. Okay. Prescott
1: four, uh, okay. Brady
3: five, Goff, six. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm just happy he has active quarterbacks after the whole Hunter Henry thing. Jeez.
1: All right. Um.
4: Well, the funny thing is that uh, I think his name is Matt Miller or something like that, or Matt Millen. Uh, oh, NFL draft scout. Yeah. Yeah, Matt Miller. He, he had a uh, tweet out saying, "How does he still have? How does he like still have a, like a job or something like that?" And then, um, who's that guy on Fox Sports that always is on the big LeBron? Bandwagon. That's oh, Nick Wright? Yeah, Nick Wright just goes, Well, he has a job because he's one of the best journalists out there right now. Yeah, <laughs> and I just, you know, like it really
1: bothered me that Nick Wright was the one out there stroking <laughs> him because I don't like Nick Wright, but, you know, He had a point. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it is true. Plus, they got Stephen A doing 18 million different things, so yeah. it's not his fault. He's trying to keep up with everything, and he's doing a pretty good job. Yeah, he's but got
4: he's got football, basketball, UFC. Probably tennis here pretty soon. Probably he's probably gonna fight to Australia now for the rest of the Aussie Open. No way! God, I, I hope, mean, they <laughs> not.
1: hope they put him <laughs> out. Unless man. he's just gonna is Serena Williams out there? Because that'd be the only reason he'd go out there. And then he would just yeah, she's still playing. He would say something pretty uh, uh, like just pretty generic like this sister is bad. Like she <laughs> <"This laughs> is. Do you guys watch the Australian
4: Olympics? Open? No, um, I don't watch
1: tennis. No. Like, really? I don't watch tennis. I like bro. watching tennis. Okay, that's cool.
4: Um, never got knocked out today. Oh, sad day. All Here's
3: right. Go. <laughs> no, g- he, he was off to a bad start. Yeah, I saw the he couldn't get clearance to get into his locker. Yeah, man, the, locker the, room the, 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 the security guy <laughs> asked for his ID. Uh, bad. Uh, I guess a bad state for t- tennis when the security yeah. guard can't recognize him. Jeez. Oh shit. But yeah,
4: Serena's been dominating so far.
1: Um, that's good. That's what I expect. Tennis is pretty. Dude, pretty I th- cool. I think
4: she's one. Of, she's like she's a top five greatest athlete of all time. Serena Williams.
1: I'm sure, and I'm not disagreeing with that. It's just she plays a sport that I don't like to watch on TV. So you know I'm not gonna watch it. Sorry.
4: She's a beast.
1: She's a beast. I'm not. I'm not denying it. She's one of the best at that sport to ever play that sport. Uh, makes That's me want to watch that sport a little bit more, but still not enough to make me actually want to watch the sport. She's also
3: T-H-I-C-C. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. We went from DeMarcus <laughs> Cousins and we finished with Serena Williams. Well, and that, that let's, let's bring it
1: back to basketball. <laughs> and uh, LeBron James has now missed the most amount of games he's ever missed in his career in a consecutive span. Uh, and the Lakers are 4-6 s- and six in their last 10 games. They are currently ninth in the Western Conference at 25 and 22. Uh, Flan, Mateo, it's time to hit the panic button if you're the Los Angeles Lakers.
3: No. No.
1: No. Really. I mean,
4: for them, it's the same. I mean, I mean, you want a good seating, but you have LeBron.
3: For If you have LeBron.
1: John well, if, the if it ended today, you're not even making the playoffs.
3: That's a huge if it ended today, well, though. Course, there's, yeah, there's so many games left. And We're past the halfway point. Yeah, thirty, have thirty games
1: left or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, they're God, he's gonna gift like, himself. So,
3: like, if he comes back and he pushes, like, what, what C do the Lakers have to be for him to get the MVP? Oh God! Right, is it? it they, just, they just have to make the playoffs, right? And they're like, oh, look what happened. Yeah. When's the draft? When's the As draft long as do when's, when's the trade t- deadline for that? February. Um. Do you
1: think? Do you think? Do they'll
4: they'll trade Ingram?
1: Lakers. No, it would not. Be, it would not behoove them. He's been one of their best players while LeBron's
3: been gone. God, Laker fans love Coos but, though. No, they're not going They're not, gonna, they're, they're not gonna, They'd be stupid. I would trade, to trade. I would trade Coos for Anthony Davis. We had to throw something else in there. Yeah, Brandon Ingram. Brandon I, Ingram
1: right now is averaging sixteen point three points a game. He's well, he's shooting twenty nine percent from three, which is concerning. And he's got four point nine rebounds and two point nine assists. That's just what he's doing as a player. He right didn't now. look
4: all that impressive. I mean, I mean. The
1: thunder, know. the thunder game, he did not play well. I will, ad- I will say that eight points, eleven assists. I mean, he was more of a s- facilitator there. But against the bulls, sixteen points. You don't really need much against the bulls because everybody else can do what they need to. And then against the rockets, uh, he was twenty-one points, seven to twelve from the floor, one of two from three-point line. Uh, he had five rebounds, four assists. Like he's not a bad player. He's definitely a, a tradable asset, but I would not trade him. But yeah, the Lakers seem to. I think if you're Kuz the Lakers,
4: your two cornerstones right now are LeBron, obviously, than Kuz. Did you see Lonzo Ball roll his ankle?
3: Oh God, three they to do? four weeks. Yeah, it's not three that three to four weeks. Yeah, yeah, it's not.
1: It's nothing serious. He'll be back. They're just gonna be careful because they've already lost LeBron and they're still in the hunt. That it would it would not make sense to rush Lonzo back. Plus, you've also got Rajon Rondo or Rajon Rondo, who's got his broken hand. Or whatever. So he's another couple weeks away. Um, I mean, it's going to be tough sledding here for the Lakers. Their their schedule here over the next week, uh, they play the Warriors tomorrow, or w- tomorrow, which mm. will be you know most people listening to this podcast today. They play the Warriors, um, and then they play the T Wolves, Suns, 76ers, Clippers, Warriors again, Pacers, Celtics, 76ers, uh, Hawks. Rockets, Pelicans, Grizzlies. I'm just going. I'm, I'm sure that's too easy.
3: That's too e- According to Lakers Nation, that's probably too easy wins against the Warriors since they they got such a big lead against the Warriors and they didn't have LeBron. I don't know what happened there, but I'm saying this is a ru- this is a tough sledding ahead for
1: the for the Lakers. I mean, they'll be they'll be lucky to b- uh, go 500 in those in that 10 games that I just listed off right there that they're gonna play. And I might have missed it. Did they pro- did they project where LeBron's coming back at? Uh, no. It well, that's the thing. And so they said that they were thinking LeBron was gonna come back sooner. Than uh, than initially expected, and then LeBron's camp came out and said, "No, no, 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 no. We are resting because we know what we're doing. This is a well-oiled machine." Essentially, wow. in so many words, said, "This is a well-oiled machine. We will take care of that." All right. Uh, moving along, Joel Embiid versus Russell Westbrook. Did you guys see this mm-hmm. scuffle take place, Flan? Did no, not. you missed it. Mateo, want to break down to Flan what happened?
3: Yeah, uh, it was just a hard foul, and since they had history, which involves waving somehow. Beautiful. Thank it. you.
1: Yes, a hard foul. Tr-
3: triggering it. Yeah, a hard foul. Um, that's pretty much what triggered those two. I guess Russ, Russ, like played it that he was really hurt, and then all of a sudden he tried this sprint at Embiid as soon as he hopped up too. Yeah, kind of ridiculous. I don't know.
1: I, I'm, I'm Team Embiid in this situation, not just because of my prior complaints with Russell Westbrook. Although I think he's become a much smarter player as of late. Um, not and, and more willing to incorporate his team. He's not. There's no more the sandbox theory that I have with him is slowly. Drifting away, he's starting to play well with others, but his shooting is still awful, the athleticism is is depleting, it's just, I don't know what's going on with him, and he is in his feelings, dude, like, I don't, I don't understand, that whole, my only friend is the ball, like, no, you got four other guys out there that you need to, you need to work with to make sure that you get the ball in the basket.
3: I like that Embiid's become like a Black Mirror episode where I'm combing through all the Easter eggs of when he posts something because I'm, I'm so <laughs> far behind on things. I'm like, okay, what triggered this? Oh, and the well, Twitter yeah. goes back to the wave, and I was like, okay, so they had something with the wave. Was there anything in between? Oh, no, they just had what this was the, What
1: was the wave? I don't... See if you can jog my memory. Uh, uh,
3: was it Russ? Russ wave to... After the after the, because they... Because Embiid talked a little shit on Instagram, no mm-hmm, surprise. Yes. And then after they won... Uh, Russ waved bye bye to Embiid, and then Obi, I believe Embiid posted something about that. And then uh, Embiid, uh, Russell fouled out in the last game, and then o- Embiid waved bye bye to him. Okay. So it was like a nice little petty war again. Okay.
1: Yes, love the pettiness. I love pettiness in sports. Makes everything go round. Especially when you get these millionaire diva athletes. who love to get petty. Um, that's. I also love the fake, the fake fight on the basketball court. There's only a couple guys in the league that you know are very much about that life. And one of them is Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart is <laughs> always down to I didn't see hands. that one.
3: He or no, was it? Was he Was he the one that was over the weekend that was trying? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. He's only like, went through like five guys. Yeah, he really was guys. very yeah. persistent.
1: He wanted to make his point. It's always the bench playing. guys that
3: are ready to rumble. Those are like the th- most th- 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 legit guys.
1: Because they know that to stay on the roster, no,
4: every fight, except for ones like when it comes to like baseball, and actually go at it, everything else is just a push and then people break it up. Mm-hmm. Brandon
1: him. Ingram connected with Chris Paul. He went over. He went over the top with a with a yeah an overhand and connected and Brandon. Ingram, I kind of looked at him, and I was just like, all right, you, that was kind of a little bit of a sucker punch, but at least I know that you're ready to Well, he's do shooting 29%, it. so
3: that might have just been luck. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at that point, he may have just been
1: really lucky. <laughs> yeah, he'll be here all week. All right, and then the last note I have here, uh, at least as far as basketball worthiness goes, um, James Harden scoring a whole lot of points and, and not sharing the rock. So what are you guys' thoughts on that?
4: He's uh he's doing really good right now. That's My <laughs> he's thoughts on he's that. Really, <laughs> he's really yeah, he's good. a really good scorer. Yeah, he's really good. That's uh, my two cents. He's
3: what is it is like
1: it a, 138 points or something like that over the past. He's got to be back
3: in the MVP talk. No, uh,
1: no, no. I
3: mean, no Capella. I don't know what the record is though. Where are they right now? They are fourth. Because there's or fifth. no Capella. There's no Paul. I mean, he is really taking. I mean, they're, it, yeah, they're fourth or fifth. They right are now.
1: the fifth seed in the West right now. Six and four in their last ten. Mm. They are seventeen and seven at home. 9-12 and 12 away. Well, who's, the, who's the leading MVP person, then? I'm uh, not exactly sure who would be the leading. I would, I would de facto say either LeBron or uh, AD. I'm always staff.
4: Where are the Pelicans
1: right now? Uh, Pelicans are 12th. Uh,
4: yeah,
3: there's not MVP. 21-25.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Davis. Mm, I don't know, man. Let me, let me. Let's I see mean,
3: uh, Leonard's the other one in the East that's gonna make a run. Giannis. Yes. Um, no. Uh, well, Giannis. You gotta yes. wonder. Yeah. It is, is you gotta wonder if he's
4: actually a cornerstone player when
3: your team is twenty-one
1: and twenty-five. Anthony Davis. Uh, excuse you. He is averaging 29.3 points on 50%. You can score overs. as many points as you want if your team's 21-25. For a center who's th- shooting 32.32 and a half percent, getting 13 and a half rebounds a game, four and a half assists, also getting two steals. Yeah, I'll take that. And he's
3: dragged him into the playoffs. Yeah, he's
1: he, like he's he is complimented by Etwan Moore, Nikola Miritich, and then Drew Holiday, who's respectable. Mm-hmm. But look at the supporting cast that New Orleans has given him. And he is an alchemist out there. And somehow, because they, they, they're, they're a 21 and 25, that's still going to find a way to weasel into the playoffs as a seven seed. <laughs> and then what they do is, oh, when, when mean, they Kevin are did, a six did, seed.
4: Did, didn't Kevin Love get the Timberwolves once into the playoffs? I don't think so. I, I, I'm pretty sure he fell short. Well, then
1: what are your thoughts on the Portland Trailblazers? Because that was the three seed that got swept by the six seed Pelicans last year.
4: I'm just saying, I mean, I mean, people talk about AD, being MVP, all this stuff, and your team's 21, and 25.
1: Well, that's an interesting point. So, I mean, there's often been times where people have said, let's have an award for just I best mean, it- basketball player and then obviously the most valuable to their team, the best in the league and then the most valuable to their team. And I would say that that is definitely where Anthony Davis fits the category is you take Anthony Davis off the Pelicans and the Pelicans are the Suns, like worse than the Suns, right? like he's the only reason that they're even at well, 12. It, well,
3: you go from 12th to 16th then. Going up a couple steps back, they should just do a um, offensive player. Then more people would go for that than MVP.
1: What do you mean offensive? They, they should just, just do best
3: player. offensive player. Cuz I mean that's that's really what we're we're always judging the MVP is like who's getting the most usage, who's who's got the most points, who's got the most rebounds. Like just pick the most uh, best offensive player in the league. And then your MVP is whoever you think is the most valuable out of the teams that qualify for the playoffs.
1: Well, that's what's a little upsetting about the MVP is that, like last year, I didn't think really James Harden had a great year, but I don't think he technically deserved it. Uh, you know, uh,
3: God, they were eleventh all time in offense efficiency, though. They were but, they were a historically great offense. But
1: what happened? My question is then, what happened that the the standards and changed where all of a sudden? Thank you. All of a sudden, Russell Westbrook, who was averaging a triple double for a second straight mm-hmm. year, and we had given no, him the MVP a year before because of that, now all of a sudden is cast aside because James Harden's
3: having a hell of a year shooting I a bunch disagree- of threes. I don't disagree, but also it's just that's how consistent they've been. Greg Popovich would be coach of the year every year if we went by this, Steve Kerr would be coach of the year every year. That the NBA, we all have a sh- the voters have short attention spans, and they would like to re- reward the people that are new and rising. Well, I think there's two there's two measurements for Coach of the Year. It should be your uh, what you what you
1: actually no, because then that is kind of a legacy thing. It should be looked at on a year by
3: year basis. Is just they they honestly treat Coach of the Year like who's most improved coach. That's,
1: it's the most improved team. Is that who gets yeah. the Coach of the Year? Is how bad was your team last year compared to this year? You know, because I guarantee all of a sudden if if uh, if the Lakers go from ninth to, uh, to like, fifth in the p- in, in the playoffs and they finish there, Luke Walton's going to have his name tossed around in there. For all the all the talk about Luke Walton might get fired, the Lakers getting a decent seed in the playoffs, and uh, Luke Walton will definitely get oh, he's a gonna not be co- for a coach of the year.
3: He's going to fall under that LeBron category of coach of the year and then be fired the next year.
1: Oh, God, dude, I can't believe
3: it. I, I, it's going to be so sad when the Lakers ultimately do that, and I hope, the, I hope the Warriors bring him back. Yeah, come home,
1: Luke. I hope the Warriors bring him back when the Lakers ultimately do him dirty like that, so... All uh, right. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sold. I mean, Harden balling out offensively, but overall, I mean, I know what kind of a player he is, and I also think he's going to tire himself out. So we'll see. I saw a tweet the other day that said, How do you stop this this man? And it was just a highlight video, of James Harden, and somebody quote tweeted it and said, Wait till the playoffs come and it stops itself.
5: Ooh. Ooh.
1: And I was just like, Ooh, that was ether on the internet right there. Uh, heat. All right. Uh, so that'll do it for our basketball talk. We will now. Transfer. What, what were we' I trying to say? We will now switch our attention to Tim Brown's stat of the day, and we are joined by a friend of the show, recurring guest Tim Brown. Tim, congratulations on your Los Angeles Rams making it into the Super Bowl. But first, before I give you your time to gloat, please hit us with your stat of the day. Um, did
5: you
0: guys watch the fights last night? Which ones? The UFC fights. Yeah. Did you uh, notice anything remarkable happen?
3: They're on ESPN Plus? Yeah. So here's the
0: remarkable thing. A man by the name of Donald Cowboy Cerrone has extended his UFC records for most UFC wins by anybody with 22. That is quite significant in UFC. That means you've at least had 22 fights in the UFC, which is amazing to begin with. (coughs)
1: <coughs> are you gonna owe at all these or just at the end? Oh, yeah. I was gonna say, are you done? Is that oh no no, I got I got s- I got some more. Oh, okay. I just wrote down like five of his records. How about if you just how about if you go down <laughs> all of them and then we'll give you our reaction at the end of that? Okay. Alright, so so twenty two twenty two fights. Most UFC wins. No
0: no, twenty two wins. I, I think overall he's like thirty
1: 5-11 and in his professional
0: career in MMA. It was his 40th fight under the Zuffa or Zufa tag. Mm-hmm. Um, he extended his uh, record. He extended all these records. So most stoppages in UFC history was 16, which is the same amount of wins that TJ Dillashaw has, who was the champ. And that's was. two more wins than Henry Sudehu has. So Se- Cejudo, sorry, I said that yeah, wrong. Cejudo has... And uh, that's counting yesterday's win. Most head kick knockouts was seven of them. Most knockdowns landed with eighteen, and most fight night most fight night bonuses with sixteen of those. Oh, that's a lot of money. Whoa! Whoa! Oh, okay. oh, oh. All right, thank you, Tim, wow. for the Holy
1: stats. That is actually pretty impressive. The sixteen. What was the head kick one? Because that's like deep UFC MMA analytics.
0: Deep UFC MMA uh, seven of them.
1: Seven head kick KOs. Mm-hmm. Damn. Dang. And I don't
0: think they counted last night because it wasn't technically a knockout, even though um, there is textual evidence on your phone, Jeff, that I called that before it happened.
1: It is true. It is true. He did text me about 30 seconds before it happened. Yes. Uh, I was on the way back from a game I was covering, and uh, I had it on my phone. I was streaming it on the ESPN thing, and I looked down because all of a sudden it stopped playing, and I was like, oh, Tim text me you know, swipe up on the notification so like I go back to watching and sure enough, boom, it happened. I was like, oh, now I got to text him back wow, to credit.
3: You, you paid for ESPN Plus? You didn't try to stream it?
1: No, yeah, I paid for ESPN Plus. Is yeah. it worth it? Oh, totally worth it, yeah. It's now, worth it. Now it is that you get yeah, UFC right. on yeah, there, was, right? Yeah, it's know, not like the I did it just it. for top rank. Now you get top rank boxing and UFC. It's just where all the fighting's going to be at. So it's like put on ESPN Plus, you know, and then and you I just stream Showtime.
0: Are they doing all the UFC fights on there? I know that they're Pretty doing much. a lot
1: of them on there. Yeah, there's so fight nights. Fight nights are gonna be on. Uh, fight ESPN. Nights, Fight nights are just gonna be on ESPN or ESPN two, depending on whenever they go, and they'll they'll be on ESPN plus, obviously. But then uh, the pay per views, all pay per views will be on ESPN plus, and then you can always go and buy the pay per view for your TV. Wait, you know? really? They'll they'll have the pay per views on that?
3: ESPN plus. Yeah. Oh shit! I mean, well, ESPN. ESPN, ESPN
1: is the one that wow. cashed out for the UFC, so the UFC is just getting you know their percentage of the pay per views and whatever. But they, they got they put like a they, they, money? they got a lot they of money. got paid a
3: lot of money. I don't know the exact amount, but the yeah. marketing brilliant by them. Just yeah. how much they can plug it and the use across. ES, ESPN ESPN's going to
1: take care of them. Yes. What did you? Think I got about? a
0: hunch. I got a feeling that that's only it's only going to last for you know so many pay per views before UFC realizes, hey, we can make more money on these pay per views. You know, only certain pay per view fights are going to be on ESPN. I think,
4: I think the what button. they're going to try to do, though, is they're trying to, try to grow their fan base with this, and then once their contracts are up, they go back to the pay per
3: view thing. 1.5 billion. How is long is the contract for though? Five <laughs> years. Now I can see why that they could offer it on both platforms. Yeah, yeah. 1.5 billion. Yeah,
5: yeah. He ain't, Over worried, five, he
1: ain't worried. worried
3: about pay-per-views for the next five years for $1.5 That's according to
1: the Chicago no, Tribune. I'm not about that.
5: Yeah, that's right. No it, that's, pay-per-views. Dana White and everybody. Do you want.
1: Yeah, Dana White and everybody else is sitting up there just like, hey, if we could get ESPN to pay us for the rights for like this again, like, okay, you know, like and they
4: can really grow it too. They could get some serious moolah in the next. The only thing five that sucks. Now. The only
1: thing that sucks about that is that I don't know if you guys noticed this in the post-fight interviews. The seven-second delay was extreme. Extremely <laughs> apparent, very very visible. Uh, whereas I feel like other times it has not always been. But yeah, they were very worried about what might have been said in the post-fights. Oh. Uh, Tim, other fights that you that we that we saw on that card last night, uh, Flan made mention of that he saw Greg Hardy do something that was not technically legal.
5: Yeah.
0: He. was <laughs> yeah. Blatantly obvious. It's not Pride rules. I don't know how he missed this. You know. How do you miss that? You well, in his that.
1: defense, in his defense, all his other fights had lasted like maybe two minutes, if that, and he had done all the damage with his hands. So he maybe was just not accustomed to seeing somebody on the ground like that. But uh, well, the guy, if the guy had also
0: broken that easily. Then I was gonna say you you the know, guy was shit talking him
1: on. just moments before that happened.
0: Yeah, and actually, good on the guy for not continuing the fight, even though. Even if he physically could have and mentally could've. Good job by him because that just secured the
2: wood for
1: him. Yeah. I uh, I heard uh Mergliotta, Dan Mergliotta say that in that you could hear it in one of the mics that was around the octagon and he said, If he can't continue, it's over. It's a DQ. Mm-hmm. And you just right. see Greg Hardy just laying on his back there and just knowing he fucked up. So I don't think he's gonna is he gonna have another shot at the UFC or do you think that's it, that's he's done? He'll have another shot. Dana
0: White's gonna chalk it up as Dana White and ESPN are chalking this up as he makes too much money. He's too big of a name to not have him in the UFC. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, that's and they, they went so through a ton of beginner. shit to get him on that card. Right. Oh, yeah. Especially, Especially with Ostovich fight yep. on that mm-hmm. card.
3: Yeah. That's and I know
0: Dana White said that he interviewed her personally and cleared it with her to make sure that it was okay, that Hardy was on that card after her domestic violence bout.
1: And then what about the uh, Dillashaw-Sejudo fight? This one I'm really chapped about because that thing ended so quick.
0: Yeah, it did. That was a quick little
1: fight. Nothing, nothing um, else on that.
0: But I had, I had a feeling Cerruto was going into it. He had already made, I don't know if there's a deal actually in place, but during one of the press conferences, he told Dana White, "If I win this fight, you keep the flyweight division." And Dana White said, "Oh, well, we'll see what happens come Saturday." And sure enough, Cerruto won. And it looked everybody it says was a quick stoppage, early stoppage. It was definitely quick and early, but. When you see Dillashaw get up after the stoppage, he's fallen back down, and he was not defending. He was referee. not
1: coherently defending himself, which is what they look for in that in that exchanges. Is they want you to be able to defend yourself and fire back, or at least get away from the danger. And if you don't do that, you know they can only let you get your face pounded on for so long. Are you right, looking at the video of Mateo?
3: Yeah, I, I like the way you, the fight was so quick. I can watch the whole thing and make a judgment.
1: Yeah. Oh,
0: is he, oh, we could keep talking while he watches
3: this fight. <laughs> I, I, I'm watching for a second time trying to figure out exactly if they... Yeah, the, the that second shot looked pretty clean. He looked like he cleaned his cloth right. there. Right, yeah, he got clipped. Yeah. And you can see him, his eyes roll quick. back a couple times yeah. on the ground and pound and then him get,
0: you know, oh, yeah, I'm in a fight again, and then...
1: It's just unfortunate that TJ Dillashaw went through that weight cut to do that, and then, we, you know, I mean, is there really a point to having a 125 weight class? Like, come on.
0: Well, apparently when someone and actually Stephen a Smith said this when a larger fighter drops weight for a different weight class his chin is weaker and I mean if these little guys are gonna fight then yeah I don't see I feel so bad by calling them little guys <laughs> <laughs> but, well they uh, are
1: little guys compared to you sir so you are you are fine you are about a foot taller probably, you're a foot taller and a hundred pounds on them okay so they're little guys to you
0: and they'll probably still kick my ass but but
1: but it's still they're <laughs> still little guys so it's okay
0: I mean I I don't see why you would get rid of it. I think the whole Demetrius Johnson leaving is the he was the one thing holding that division together and then Sushooters came out and said, Oh, wait a minute, there's a whole bunch of us here that could
3: fight so Yeah. I don't see why you'd
0: get rid of it. It's just more
3: money, more draws that you could get yep. for it so and those guys fight when they when they're on the card I think you need, I out. think you
1: need less weight divisions and then that way you can have a bigger range of like so you should have like a one like so they should keep the 135 it should be every 15 pounds so they should go 135 150 165 180 195 and then you know have your heavyweights be you know 220 and up and unfortunately, I know that they want to do it because they can get more money if they have more weight divisions. But I mean, it still it would allow for guys to range better, and they wouldn't their weight cuts wouldn't be as drastic. They wouldn't get they wouldn't be susceptible to getting clipped on the chin, you know. Unless you were a guy that was like right there on the verge of like let's say you know oh I could make one fifty if I really wanted mm-hmm. to.
0: Yeah, I think the weight cut philosophy in fighting in general has gone way off the door as far oh, as that's guys. insane. Like, look at Rumble, Anthony Rumble Johnson. He is a perfect example. The guy's still, well, he's yoked now because he's doing powerlifting, but he was walking around about 220, and he was dropping down to 165 when he was first in the UFC. It's like, that was his weight cut. And then rumors come out, you know, he got DQ'd against check, even though he never made contact with that knee. Mm-hmm. But uh, he gets kicked out of the UFC, fights his way back, comes in at 205, and he was still a big dude at 205 and still cutting weight so i think that fighters need to look in the mirror and say hey there's no reason for me to drop down two divisions you know i think the weight cut rules should be a little bit different there's only
3: so much you should be able to cut for a fight i agree considering how much shady shit that they do like i know you have to have the divisions just for the general public that have um, a binary line for each one of these but it doesn't really matter if they're if they're within a couple pounds
0: you know, In terms if of- you're over, yeah, I, like I said, I just think it's, people are trying, and there's a long, I think it was like four or five straight UFC fight nights and pay-per-views combined where there's at least one or two big-name fights that were getting canceled because guys couldn't cut enough weight, and they're missing weight time mm-hmm. after time.
1: Yeah, you got to look at what the uh, 1FC has done, and that's uh, Joe Rogan's talked about on his podcast before, too, where... Uh, they measure what you weigh or, or what you walk around at, and they test your hydration level. So they don't worry about your weight because your weight is your weight. You're going to fight at that. They just want to make sure that you're properly hydrated so that way you aren't more susceptible because when guys dry out, that's bad for their brain too, and that leaves them susceptible to getting bounced around too.
3: God, all, yeah. their, all their organs. Yeah. Not, well, yeah, the, you know, so the
1: brain yeah, I mean, the most I mean it is, but
3: yeah. it's just miserable. You hear like a potential organ shutting down after a weight cut.
1: Speaking of potential organs shutting down, Tim, did you see the uh, Adrian Broner-Manny Pacquiao oh, fight? Oh, that's a Manny solid. Pacquiao fight. Uh,
0: I did not watch that fight, but... Did you uh,
1: hear what I, Adrian Broner had to say afterwards? F- no. Oh, let me let me sum it up him? for Hold you.
0: He, I think I remember. He beat him. He won the fight. He was out punching him, blah, 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 but he did not beat him. I got <laughs> three, lost.
1: three words for you. This fool tripping. So... I, I, you know, I was thinking Adrian Brody. He was the underdog. I was cheering for him because, you know, Manny Pacquiao is that weird. And I got to be careful. I don't want to talk bad about the Filipinos. Right, Mateo?
3: Yeah, don't talk bad about Filipinos. Um,
1: I, It's so weird how he can throw. He's the only guy who throws punches and doesn't get tired. He gets more energized with the more punches he throws. And he's I don't know if anybody. Doing it for his country. I don't know if anybody's doing ever it for caught his on people. that. Shut up. I don't know if anybody's ever caught on to that. You know, what he's are doing they. Doing it for society. What are they doing in the Senate building up there, man? What are, like, <laughs> He's just doing outwork nope, yep. there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, a, yeah. a- yeah. lot of adobo. But, yeah, uh, what, adobo. Did, what did – so, yeah, Flan, did you – you heard what uh, Adrian Broner had to say? I did. What did you think? I thought it was funny. <laughs> 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 Thank you. Wonderful analysis. Okay, uh, yeah, it, I think on the scorecards he maybe got two rounds total. Like, Adrian Broner is not a good uh, – I don't like his style of fighting anyway. I, it's a poor man – it's a poor Floyd Mayweather style, Philly Shell, of trying to uh, – he doesn't have the jab that Floyd does, and he doesn't move like Floyd does. So it's just I, I don't understand why he tries to emulate it. Nobody moves
0: like Floyd does, or has the jab that Floyd does. <laughs> well, I mean, you
3: know, <laughs> what I mean, what I'm he saying, was uh, what like five what years ago. He was the next guy.
1: It's like it's like if you have the name brand item, in Floyd Mayweather, like when you go to the grocery store and you go like if you're at Safeway, for example. And you see, like Campbell's, you, there's that's Floyd Mayweather. But then you go to the next soup that's Safeway Select, that's A B. And that's, while there's, no- being too nice. there's he's like nothing grocery, wrong, he's grocery outlet. I was gonna Floyd. say, well, there's nothing wrong <laughs> with Safeway Select, don't get me wrong, because I too am on a budget. It's still not Campbell's, you know. So it's, it's like there's there's a difference there. Um, it's like Heinz ketchup and Hunt's ketchup. Ooh, that's a good that's a good uh, good, com- good comp there. But yeah, I don't. So Tim, you you heard about it? I. Is Adrian Broner done? Is he going to fight again? Do you think... Well, I, I bet you he yes. wants to fight again because of because of this showing. He got embarrassed. Jeff,
0: Roy Jones Jr. still fights. Yes. He will fight again. That's true. I'm, he might not be on a pay-per-view, but he will fight again.
5: Okay. All
0: right. Um, another observation I made is that camera work during that uh, Paige Van Zandt fight and the uh,
1: Rachel Ostrovich fight was very good. Oh. That was... Some great grappling. Yeah, yeah, you got to see a lot. Pretty a lot <laughs> relevant. I got it. I will say,
0: you know what? Her right hand with a little sneak-in leg trip was pretty freaking devastating.
1: I got a text from an un, uh, from a from an individual who rena- remain unnamed that said, prior to the start of that fight, I would not mind if they were in a twenty dollar Walmart pool right now instead of an octagon. And I and I just kind of found that funny. That's the toxic masculinity that Gillette's trying to prevent. Okay. <laughs> Okay. You know,
0: I, I want to say that there was also a text message with some unnamed individual that was referring to
1: uh,
0: grappling practice with triangle chokes and rubber guards being used.
1: Yeah, that's that's just technique. That's that's BJJ technique. Good old practice it. Good old BJJ technique, man. That's you know. Um,
0: but like I said, if you do rewatch that fight, watch Ossovich her right hand. I know Van Zandt was jumping in, so it was a right hand, and I want to say her right leg was following it and tripping her, and that was how she was landing her takedowns, and it was pretty
1: effective. Until her shoulder got – or her arm got dis – uh... Yeah, until her elbow went
3: snap. Yeah. I'm trying to find it because Darren Ravel he poked his nose in there with Paige, and he mentioned how Paige had lost her last three fights, and she still was had an endorsement, and he said that Nunez had none. Amanda Nunez. Had no endorsements, and because I because
1: like, the UFC doesn't do a good job of Right, but it. I just
3: like that he had to like poke his nose in there and be like, "See, she is. She, even though she's w- one of the best fighters of this generation, she's not that marketable." Nerd, like, yeah, nerd, nerd. nerd. nerd.
0: It's the classic UFC. She doesn't put on enough tweets or yeah,
3: yeah.
1: yeah. do yeah. enough stuff. So she's, like she's like the Demetrius Johnson. Yeah, exactly. Girl. I may gotta,
3: just I just may pay sixty bucks just to spite him, just to be help. like so, show help. that I support a fighter like that. Yeah.
1: All right, uh, thank that's you, ridiculous. thank you, Tim. We will hear back from you, or we will hear from you again on Wednesday. Can't okay? to let me gloat?
3: Beat L.A. Oh, a- that's right. Oh, okay. God, but not you towards have, the Patriots. You have
1: exactly one minute to talk shit about the Rams. Go. <laughs> about
3: the Rams?
5: You
1: the, blown call. talk shit about I the, the Rams? talk shit about the Rams. Talk shit about the Rams. Go. Talk shit about the Rams success. The Rams success. Anybody that doubted the Rams, go ahead. You have one minute starting now.
0: I don't care if you die out of the Rams. I don't get paid by them, so I'm not going to – I don't give a shit. You wanted to gloat? Uh, here's my gloat. C.J. Anderson is having a huge season for him in three or four games. Fat,
3: okay, so so do you think fat, you, do you fat, think you fat, can fat, get a – So two first-round picks for Gurley, and you guys keep C.J. Anderson, right?
0: Fat, fat. I hope they keep both of them. Um, but my brother, being the Cal alum, he told me, he was over watching the game and he said, If the Rams win, you have to get a CJ Anderson jersey. And we settled on, I'm getting a CJ Anderson jersey shirt with his number, but instead of Anderson, it's going to say Fatback. <laughs> Ooh,
1: I like that. Customized. So,
0: yep. Right. Good job, Fanatics. All right, we'll talk shit about Fanatics real fast. Here's my only doubter. Fanatics, get your shit together. You had the Rams listed as the New Orleans New Orleans Saints for about a good four or five days leading up to the championship game.
1: He did. He sent me a screenshot of it. It was pretty funny. And <laughs> <laughs> also had a that picture. That should be on your losers list. It also had a picture of the California state outline, and then it just had the the. Rams logo in the entire thing. And I just <laughs> like, they're like, they, they... they don't know that in Northern <laughs> yeah. California does not fucks with the Rams at all. Well, like... I
3: don't think Southern California really knows where the Rams would be no. either, so... <laughs> oh, no, right. They do now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Super Bowl. they're winning, they do. Super Come on. Boat. Did you see that video that Barstool posted of the Rams fans in LA oh, yeah. watching it? Yeah. yeah. I'll forward oh, it to you, dude, Timmy. There's
1: like four people in a bar. It's awesome. Yeah, it just is, like... is, that game? is that game over? Did they win? Yay, they won.
0: <laughs> I feel like the Rams fans of this year are reminiscent to a lot of the Giants fans of 2014. Okay. Oh, you're lazy. All right, all right. No, I'm lazy. Just a lot of bandwagon
3: fans jumping on the bandwagon. There's track. always bandwagon fans, but, it, I mean, you can't just sit you there. You knock it's, the it's, core yeah.
1: group of believers. Come on and, you're And
3: your, and your area is notorious together, for it. <laughs> together, we're giant. Together, we're
1: giant.
0: Maybe <laughs> the starting rotation for the 2014 Giants World Series,
1: go.
3: Uh, let's see. They had Garners on there for sure. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Matt Cain, no.
3: Matt Cain. Yeah, Matt Cain was, was in it. The, I mean, he was in the rotation. Uh, Huddy was in there. Uh, who else was there? There was another old pitcher that was in that rotation. Um, Little song, right? Yeah, Vogie, and he was he was in mop up. He did a great job in Game Six. He was very noble when they were getting blown out. He came in and he took some took some lumps, but he he ate up some innings. Come on. Who, who else am I missing? Is there somebody else? We have we had Huddy, Vogie, um, Bum-Garner, Bum-Garner. Matt McCain. Who is the?
4: They, they only had four because because Bum-Garner pitched three. Uh, Bum-Garner I feel pitched, like
3: we're three ahead more than what the Dodger fans. Would they only do for, had four uh, for Bum-Garner, their starting Bum-Garner rotation.
4: Bum-Garner pitched, Bumgarner pitched games one and five. They only had four starting pitches. In
3: I mean, the we playoffs. don't show up at the third inning of games.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I'd do you want me to keep going with the LA hate? Because I can
3: I can do LA hate all all day. I mean, we could.
1: Settle this
5: like
0: men too if you want to. I know Joe's felt the jab a couple times. So Madison
1: Bumgarner, Jake Peavy, Tim Ah uh, Tim, uh, Tim, uh, uh, Tim Hudson. Uh, Peavy.
0: Yes.
3: Yeah, Kane wasn't even on the team. was about, Kane, Kane wasn't even You
0: can't arrest me, you're an airport. Oh, uh, I know. Ray, we, yeah, we only got
3: four out of five of the uh, rotation. Yeah, Matt, I know. Kane was not on what the team. F- I know. And that's still good. <laughs> I
0: will say most people will always list Tim Linscombe as a starting rotation pitcher of yeah,
1: that one series, which makes me laugh. I mean, he did appear in a game.
0: Yeah, well, they'll also probably say Jason Schmidt, which was a great job by Ned Coletti. <laughs> good job, Coletti. We're getting Jason Schmidt to the Dodgers. I Ooh, and he sucked. I enjoy right. your
3: team in the Super Bowl. We can give you some shit. All right.
0: uh, I just hope it's a good game.
1: I don't want it to talk Oh, boo! You we know. just hope both teams have fun. Yeah! All right. No, fuck that. I mean, <laughs> victory is nothing. It's the Battle oh. of the Bay Area Kids, right?
3: It's golf versus Brady, so... Uh, okay. no, fuck Brady. All right. Austin I can have them. Thank you, Tim. See ya, Tim. See you, Tim. Congrats. Bye.
0: Miss you. There Miss you. are winners. I'm by winning. Winner, winner. Ultimate winner. <laughs> wow, winning.
1: And there are losers.
5: Loser loser, loser, loser.
1: Winners and losers for the Championship Sunday review episode. First up, let's continue with the MMA hype. Uh, shortly after Donald Cerrone's victory, Conor McGregor tweeted out at Donald Cerrone, I uh, should have had the tweet pulled up, but I do not. Uh, opening up the door for a potential matchup between the two is this a win or a loss for UFC fans? Flan Mateo, feel free to weigh in. Yes, no.
4: I didn't li- UFC.
3: Yes. Um, as yes, we're talking about UFC. But hey, you no, no, I'm very out of touch you with you. So I just didn't even listen. It, we're talking about uh, McGregor and Cerrone yes, now? Yes, yes. Oh, I think it would be a huge fight. Unlucky
1: TJ on your attempt at champ champ, trademark status. <laughs> Respect champ for champ. your weight cut. I have been there and it is not easy. Unlucky Henry on your attempt at fastest KO in a UFC title fight. I have been there and still am. Congrats on the win. Yours truly, the OG champ champ. And then he had a tweet earlier that said for a fight like that donald i'll fight you congratulations so i think that we might be having a f- he was having some fun on twitter i don't know r- why i champ read that champ. first tweet but um champ yeah, champ the champ champ that's why i read it but um yeah so he is going uh the, there's a possibility that we could have a fight between the two i want to say this is a win
3: i want to yeah, see it's this a ro- it's a win for donald yes like considering yeah considering his body of work how much he's sat, put himself out there. Uh, take so many fights on short notice. It's well-deserved yeah. that he'll get some spotlight and he can definitely keep up with Connor's mouth too, which would be great. Yeah.
1: Um, next up on the winners losers list, Flan, I want you to Google or, uh, go on Twitter and search Badu Jack B A D O U Jack. And just tell me the reaction to his forehead. Did you see that? This was on the, uh, Pacquiao, um, oh, Broner card. Yeah. You saw that. Yeah. So winner or loser for, uh,
4: Oh, uh, winner. Very, very cool scar. <laughs> Badu
1: Jack is going to have a yeah, hell of a hell story of a to tell. Scar. That thing was thick, and it was bleeding all over. I believe it's Tony Weeks was the referee who was in charge of the fight. I saw the
4: funniest caption for, like, a when picture. When your girl's
1: on her period and it doesn't stop you.
4: No, and then you ain't no
1: bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh,
3: yeah, so that, yeah. what do you think of that, Mateo? Holy shit, I was not ready for that. Oh, my God, that's. That's like a WWE blade job right there. Mm-hmm. Oh, holy shit. That thing's deep. You could stick a finger in there.
1: Yeah, that thing is enormous. Uh, it was bleeding everywhere. And the trainer uh, said, I forget what the wor- <laughs> the exact word that he used to describe the cut, but he essentially said, you know, um, to quote Monty Python, tis but a scratch, a flesh wound. <laughs> and uh, he wanted him to keep fighting. He ended up losing the title. They went the distance with that cut on his forehead, which I think is most impressive. I don't know exactly when he got when he got the cut, uh, but yeah, he finished the fight with it. I would so even.
3: I could not handle that. I when I get little cuts at work, I'm like, this is getting infected. Bobby like if I had something that big and I'm like in the ring, I'm like, Dude, I'm. could you imagine I taking uh, a
1: shower and oh. just having that hit <laughs> on your face? And now you got water inside your face. You just start crying for no reason because it's just spitting out everywhere. Like have your own little pond. Oh my goodness! All right, so yes, body jack and his forehead, but he's still a winner because he's tough as nails. That's like a. Uh, SpongeBob, the episode is just like I ate a bowl of nails for <laughs> breakfast, without any milk. And it's like okay, you can come into the, the what do they call that parlor? Do you remember that? It was Weenie Hut Juniors and there's, sal- oh the salty spittoon and oh, Weenie spittoon. Super Weenie Hut Juniors. All right, I was I, I watched SpongeBob. I'm not a, I'm not afraid to admit it. Very right, cool. Uh, <laughs> fuck off. And then um <laughs> next up on winners losers, I got a uh, message here from a uh, Mr. Tim Brown. Uh talking about the average pu- uh the average salary at each major league baseball or ma- Major League Baseball at m- each baseball position M L B position. Jesus Christ. Okay, that's what I was trying to say. Did that make sense?
3: Yeah, I came across
1: fine. Stuttered through that. No, it didn't come across. No, the- I'm, fuck I'm trying
3: off. I'm trying to build you up. Oh, thank you. <laughs> no, you were that was awful. Uh, okay, re- a wonderful can you re- redo it again?
1: Uh I got a message. Get your reps. I got a message from Tim Brown about the average salary at each MLB position and uh I just you know this is this is some good stuff here just take a stab what do you think the
3: average third baseman makes at each position this is per year per year average uh first so third base yeah uh six million
1: eh? over flann what do you think
3: At third base yeah
4: and you said that was at six million was over yes uh f-
1: Ooh, close. 3.8. 3.9 if you round up. Hmm. Uh, Starting pitchers average about 5.7. First base is 7.8. DH is 7.3. Lowest position out there is a relief pitcher at 2, and then catchers at
5: 2.3.
1: So if uh, you you guys are trying to make money, I mean, you know, baseball, it's a grind, but if you can get to the league you be making some nice change. I guess if you're going to be making some change anywhere, if you can get to the professional league at, at, any, uh, at any sport, really.
3: I yeah. want to see what the relief pitchers will look like in three mm-hmm. years, their average. It's got to jump pretty soon. I mean, the way people are using them as openers now. Where starting pitchers are kind of like fading away. Yeah. yeah it's, it won't be a relief pitcher. It'll be a utility pitcher. Mm-hmm. Can we
1: start you? Can we bring you in mm-hmm. in the middle of the game? Could you come in and close out a game for us if you needed to? Mm-hmm. Those guys will get paid more. Uh, next up on the winners-losers list, Tim Tebow. We'll be back at the New York Mets training camp. Uh, what do you guys think of this? Are we gonna see Tim Tebow this this upcoming baseball season in a Mets uniform, like actually play at Citibank or or uh, or in another stadium in in the league? Flan, uh, into the mic, sir.
4: I mean, Mets do suck, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I think I think you could see a September call up probably just to get seats and people get in the seats. Oh, you think
1: it's gonna take an entire season? Because if he's at training camp right now, and I think if he has a decent enough training camp, that might prompt them to bring him up around, like, let's say, the All-Star break if they're really I'll be shocked
3: if they bring him up before the September call-ups. Okay. Interesting. Mateo? Yeah, you know, I actually genuinely now, if you asked me two years ago, I would have laughed at it. But considering the way the Mets GM has talked about him, and he's a really bright guy... I, I really think that because his his raw power can translate, I think they're gonna get a peek at it, on top of being able to be like in the marketplace people talking about them too. Isn't um
4: oh cr- I just lost my train of thought. Who are you talking about? Uh Oh Tebow? <laughs> uh, Tebow. Tebow. Didn't uh Nah I f can't believe okay. no, I, can, All I right. cut you off and I completely forgot what I was gonna <laughs> say. Thank <laughs> you. Thank
1: you, sir. Very good. Bo wow. Jackson. I
3: don't know. I'll just <laughs> start throwing out Tim we'll start Tebow. throwing out t- different terms until maybe you remember. He just got he just got engaged. Damn it, it's just bugging me. What, right. do you, what do you think? Do you think he gets up?
1: Oh, yeah, I think for sure. He oh, I mean, I know, now that know, he's I married, know, know. he
3: will get up. But I mean, isn't,
4: isn't the GM of the Mets? Didn't he used to be an agent? Mm hmm. <laughs> yeah.
3: He's a Bob Yeah, he's very good. I remember hearing that, like, what in the world? Yeah, he's the Bob Myers of baseball. Uh, <laughs> They're having a
4: problem. It, as Evan Longoria had a post on Instagram about how he's he's not happy with how free agents are, if it's like a month away from pitchers and catchers, like less than a month away. And uh, people, and I think players are about a month from now, and they still
3: don't. It's crazy that Bryce and Manny are out there. It's, it's nuts.
2: I don't know. Is, are the agents just waiting
4: around for their best deal to show Even, up?
3: Because Scott Boris said that he, the, he was just like, I'll just wait. I'll keep waiting until somebody, because somebody's eventually going to crack as we get closer, and I'm going to get my guy paid. That's and, uh,
4: and I think it's just because the contrast game is getting so ridiculous. We, m-
3: we might be close with Manny because Machado was in his he was in a White Sox hat and his son was in a White Sox hat on social media that was posted this morning. So maybe we finally get a top free agent signed and we can get this market rolling. That's the problem with... the.
1: MLB free agency, though, is that there's no window. It just goes. Right? It goes. And that's where it i f- goes, Do you goes. feel that
3: they should add a, They should create a window? Oh, for sure. Right. Yeah. They
4: need to start to trying to catch up somehow with MLB, not MLB
3: NFL, and they're NBA. S- so they're so, so far behind. It's crazy that free agency opens 15 days after the World Series and nothing. There's a dud. We have to wait a month till the winter meetings before anything supposedly is going to happen. Yeah. And now the winter meetings is a giant dud because nobody wants to uh, spend money. Mm hmm. They don't want
4: to do the whole Houston Astros. If they're not, if they're not competing, they would want mm-hmm. the whole Houston
3: Astros route.
1: Um. So that's a. That's. I'm gonna put that down as a win.
3: Yes, Tim Tebow. We're gonna see him. Yeah, in the Nets that's a win. that's jersey. Okay. Yeah, they still playing active sports. It's a win. <laughs>
1: um, okay. Kyler Murray was uh, a video emerged of Kyler Murray playing catch with Antonio Brown. So my question is, if AB's going to the Niners, when are the uh, Niners gonna take Kyler Murray in the draft?
4: Ha! Uh, f- I heard there's a report that they haven't even. D- Talk to the Pittsburgh Steelers about trading him. <laughs> trading yeah, for him.
3: you guys ain't getting A-B. Nice try. We'll get a nice third. We'll start at a third is what Matt Barrows had for the Niners.
1: Start at a third?
3: I mean, we're the favorites. We're the Vegas favorites to still get A-B right now. Plus 200. The Jets are plus 300. See, <laughs>
1: so how you guys figure, though? What what kind of trade are you going to like? A, s-
3: a second-round pick. Interesting. Okay. That's where it's probably going to start. I mean, he's. you would think his market's cut in half. They're not going to trade him to an AFC team. At least, that's in my opinion, I don't feel they're going to keep him within the AFC. Why would you? He's still a pretty dominant receiver. Yeah. So I'm putting that down as a win
1: because that's good for Kyler Murray. I mean, anytime you can throw
3: to a future Niners receiver, I mean, that's a big win.
1: Future Hall of Famer. Let's just say that. I mean, future
3: Niners receiver. Yeah, look at Kyler getting his reps in. I mean, if he goes to the
1: Niners, I don't know if he if that that kind of hampers his uh, Hall of Fame. Status. Like, he
3: oh, he might show. I mean, he might just show out if he carries might, the uh, Niners. Uh,
1: well, you know, or he might uh, see a tremendous did you, did you?
3: Did you cry? Was there a single, like, tear going down your eye when you saw his post thanking Steelers fans?
1: <laughs> Never be the same. No, because once I got to the end of it and it said, this is not a goodbye, just a thank you, I just started laughing. I was like, you, it's you are such a drama queen that you had to fucking specify that. So he's
3: right though because you guys are going to bring him back eventually not yeah. not in a playing capacity but you'll have him he'll be pre-game he'll wave to the crowd and this wall will go under just like what happened just with Pablo Sandoval and Brian Wilson right the with bridge, the Giants yeah. No Look Tim I'm naming more Giants I think
1: <laughs> I think it'll be a uh, and yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. We'll see. I want this. I want this season to actually end before I start worrying about what's gonna happen with next season. I got. Mm-hmm. I got two weeks of worrying about if the Patriots are gonna win another fucking Super Bowl. I'm not. I'm not ready for for Steelers offseason talk just yet.
3: Well, okay. Quick yes or no answer. We don't have to go into it. Antonio Brown, do you get a first round pick for him in a trade?
1: I hope so. Sorry, that's three words. <laughs> I I hope so because I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah, it's seven. How about that? We'll we'll, we'll have a whole month. To talk I about hope this. so because <laughs> I'm not sure. That I think that works. Okay. Uh, next up on the winners-losers list, Sonny Gray was uh, traded to the Reds by the Yankees, or so we thought. Mateo, is there any developing news on that front?
3: Uh, yeah, now i got to dig up John Heyman's tweet.
1: Oh, okay.
3: I wasn't ready. I didn't know we were going to go right to Sonny Gray.
1: Oh, man. All right. I, well, guess it's,
3: I guess it's a win that he got mentioned on here that we're talking about Sonny Gray. Or, and it's, it's a loss for MLB free agency that we're also talking about Sonny Gray, of all people.
1: Was that the same jockey that almost fell off his horse that made it? Through? Sorry, we got Sports Center on and we're watching. It. Yeah, dude, this jockey almost went ass over tea kettle on his horse and they ended Ooh. up winning the race.
3: Wow, that's some. I incredible keep looking for the tweet, sir. I already found it. Okay, I, I what's can, the tweet? He's gonna be on that here. In no.
1: <laughs> <time>. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much a uh, Gray's agent and the Reds don't have an extension yet and have until the end of Monday to get one done. There's reason to believe there's still mm. a very good chance to extend him, mm. but if not, the Yankees could possibly look to deal him at. Wait for it. The Giants, Oakland, Brewers, Atlanta. Or keep him, and then his next tweet. He felt, in his opinion, there's a good reason that, to believe the Reds will get this extension done by tomorrow.
1: Okay, well, I'm still I'm gonna put it down as a loser for right now. So the deal could be done today if you're listening to this podcast when we think that you're listening to it. Um, I'm still gonna put it down as a loser because it's a trade that could fall through. It's not it's not mm-hmm. done yet, so it's not a win. Would it for the Reds, though? I mean,
3: who would be a bigger... I mean, like, for the Yankees, if they keep them, it's like, oh, no, we get another pitcher in a rotation. For well, the Reds, they desperately need pitching. Yes, so.
1: so that would be a loss for the Reds, mm-hmm. and then the Yankees is kind of the rich get richer. Uh, okay, last up on the winners-losers list. There was a report, I don't know if you guys saw this the other... Was it the other day or was it this morning? Uh, Schefter, I think it was, who broke it. That Kareem Hunt is uh, garnering interest oh, yeah, from other morning. teams in the league, yeah, it was this morning. So I think this is the ultimate just... Uh, if it got game will travel right like there will be a job for you if you can perform i think it's just the nfl has shown that hey they don't really they, they they claim they care about domestic violence and domestic abuse and and all that but they they really don't they're willing to give you multiple chances and they they give you which is nice in a sense that they allow the guys to if they mess up they can reform and change but it, on the flip side it's it's also it's a catch 22 because uh, if you give guys a second chance and they go and they do it again, then it just looks bad upon you for giving them too long of a leash. Correct?
3: Yep. Okay. Yeah, so I what? just. I mean, it's it's not shocking. He's tw- he's only twenty three. You're gonna get him on the minimum deal. Nobody's yeah. gonna pay much. So, I, I mean, and it's th- a win for any team that
1: picks him up, but a loss for the NFL as a whole. Yeah,
3: right? and they've already used. There's already the PR from all the league guys that tweet saying that he's gone through anger management and he's doing things and which is great you you hope he is taking those steps but it just feels a little sudden and he has to be reinstated by the league too he's so watched may-
1: a lot of Gillette commercials
3: <laughs> so maybe the league stops it and maybe they well, which they won't they they're not really they don't they're tone deaf so they don't give a shit
1: yeah exactly the league does not care the league is just a matter of hey can plus, you play
3: plus it's uh, going back to running backs is he really worth the risk when you see what Williams did for Kansas City stepping right in
1: well, I mean, I think that just speaks to Kansas City's depth at the position.
3: Yeah, but look at C.J. Anderson. I, I'm starting the. I'm following the the lead of all the fantasy football guys that are, like running back to position doesn't matter and not in real life. I kind of agree with where they're heading, though. I mean, why why take on this PR nightmare for a position that's pretty replaceable? Interesting. Yeah, what yeah.
4: Do you have, Jeff, no, I just think the whole PR thing. It's just like it's like the same thing like when Kaepernick blew up with the whole kneeling for the anthem. I mean, a lot. I think a lot of people. I think a lot of people would, have, if if there was no PR around him, people would have taken him as a backup. But with how much PR, they're not gonna put all that stress of having this guy and media around for some backup quarterback. I think it's the same thing with. I mean, I mean, Curryham's different. He's domestic violence, but I mean, you don't want. I think with how how everyone's so sensitive now with the PR, you
3: you just don't want that around your organization. You shouldn't, but teams aren't afraid. Like, I mean, Washington's afraid, the perfect. Yeah, yeah, they're not afraid for for that because enough teams have done it to where it's like accepted. Uh, the Kaepernick thing is is I, I just, I mean, I guess the guys that need just didn't get the attention that Cap did is why mm-hmm. you, you couldn't have. Well, he was him like on. I think he was the
4: first one. He was a quarterback, so that was yeah. a big thing. Uh, I, I guess know. I guess for some reason, li- well, he's also outspoken. Lynch, I guess, has been doing it for a while, but he mm-hmm. doesn't really talk,
3: so yeah. So everybody's like, oh, he's already. Kind of yeah. different in terms of his personality. I, don't know, I, I it's, it's crazy to me that teams, though they'll, they'll, they want to field the best product out there, and yet they're not going to take a chance on a guy like Kaepernick.
4: And it's so funny to me though watching commercials for the NFL ever since Kaepernick took the knee and they had all this whole NFL this whole PR thing that they had, they hate the the veterans and stuff like this. It seems like every commercial mm-hmm. now they have something yep. towards the veterans and how they salute the service.
3: And it's they made sure. And they made sure to say a hundred percent of the. Proceeds to all the <laughs> salute your services going to to them. Yeah, you gotta, I, I you think you gotta originally play to your audience. Like, yeah, if yeah.
1: you know that those are the type of people that are going to be spending their money um, on your product, then you might as well keep on catering to them and, and mm-hmm. appeasing them. And cool. you just look at it, and the majority of teams are in that demographic of an area that uh, holds in high revere uh, of its military members and does not care necessarily so much about uh, social justice issues such as racism or is a uh, or is not it is known has known about them but is not willing to address them in the way that oh, others might think they should all right so that will do it for winners and losers it is now time for the pop culture update flan do you have some good stuff for us he's shaking his head no all right i like where this is going
2: are you are
5: you stupid it just doesn't matter
1: It just doesn't matter, but we're still going to talk about it anyway. Why? Well, because it's in the news. Well, at least some of this stuff is in the news. I will open up the pop culture update with this. Uh, I went to the Elton John concert on Friday. Very fun. Very good show.
3: Good analysis. Thank you. Did did anybody open for him? (laughs) No.
1: It was just Elton John. He played for, dude, he played for, like, close to 3 hours. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. It was insane.
3: How much did you pay for tickets? Uh,
1: upwards of 170. And they were pretty decent. Like we were in the lower bowl. We weren't on the on the floor that required you to stand the whole time, which was nice mm. cuz you know, I got tired yeah. a little bit through. I stayed conscious this entire time. When we went the when I went with the family to Rod Stewart, I w- I was not very <laughs> coherent. Got a little mm. shitty. But this one I was there for uh dude, the the visuals though that he played cuz you know, you can only stare at him playing the piano for so mm-hmm. long. Ah, uh, the visuals that were up on the screen behind trippy, especially when Rocket Man came on, dude. It was just I, like, bet. I, I Honestly, it felt like you know, like my body was just kind of like rising up from the seat with it. It was kind of weird. So really, he opened with uh, Benny and the jets. So you just, you know, he just comes out. Everybody's clapping and everything. It's crazy. And He just said, "Dent, dent, 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 dent." You know, like he and he does that and then everybody lost their shit and then from the rest of the night on there it was good. I uh there was there was a good portion of the show though, about halfway through where I just got lost for about four songs. Yeah. So I was like, Damn, I've never heard any of these <laughs> songs before and I'm looking over at my parents and my parents are losing their shit. So I'm just like, All right, y'all enjoy this, you know? And then I got another crazy couple next to me, and I'm like, Damn and then he finally brought it back to some songs that I knew and I was just like, Okay, now I can enjoy <laughs> the concert again But yeah, so it was a good good show. I'm glad that I saw him. Um I'm happy that my mom got to see him too, because she was a really big fan, and that was his last, last go round. Um, another thing that happened, uh, wasn't in the news, but it happened to me, so I figured, why not we'll talk about it? You guys know the EA Sports game face feature?
3: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah now yeah. I, now uh, yeah. I, didn't know it until about four hours ago. So
1: game face is something where you can take a picture of your face, you know, front and side. You upload it onto the EA Sports server, and I'm sure the government will do something with that eventually, where they'll be able to identify me. But um, and what it does is, is it. Put your face on a on you know uh, an esports game. So it's really a, it's a software that's only utilized by FIFA and UFC, the video games. So I did it for a creative fighter in UFC, and they made me look motherfucking Italian. <laughs> I got a big ass nose, and I didn't know it. unbeknownst to me that I had such a big nose because you know I only see it in the mirror and the side profile. Do I do I really have a big nose?
3: It's not big. No, it's not big. I it's mean, it, I mean, w- on the Snapchat, it looked. I was like, "Wow."
1: It starts up high. On also, my the head, haircut uh,
3: didn't do you any justice either, too. Uh, the haircut,
1: yeah, the haircut was just. I mean, because that was like the best kind that they had there. You know, the rest of them were all like braids, and I'm just like, I ain't trying to culturally appropriate on this UFC game. Come on now. Um, but yeah, it was just like it was, uh, yeah. And the the weak ass scruff that I grow even made it on there too. So his face just looked dirty. I was like, "Damn, I I should delete this guy," but I didn't. I stuck with it because I was like, you know what? That's me on a video game, and I look ugly as shit, so, uh, ego, ego check for me, for real there, um, did you guys see, uh, next up on Pop Culture Update, Matthew McConaughey on the Texas bench, Matthew McConaughey in the burnt orange suit, looking like a booster coach, I'm not really sure what his title would be, but he was encouraging players to, to clap and cheer, and he was getting in on the huddle, too, breaking, breaking with the guys, I thought it was pretty funny, would you be pumped if Matthew McConaughey was on your bench? I'm not
4: going to lie to you. If I was on the bench and you know, I just kind of mind my own business and McConaughey comes up and tells me to stand up and cheer, I'd be kind of pissed. I'd know? be like, no. all right, all right. I'd be, like, dude, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'd be like, dude, go back to your damn seat. <laughs> all right, Do all
1: that, right, all right. He told that me to. That was, to. Like, that I was I such a good <laughs>
3: recruiting pitch by Texas to have him on the bench. Like, oh look, if you come and you play out our program, McConaughey's there.
1: In a burnt orange suit telling you to stand up and cheer, damn it,
3: because right. that's Ooh. the Longhorn way. Oh. What was the last thing McConaughey was in besides the Chrysler commercials? I don't remember.
1: Failure to right. launch.
3: So, so yeah, <laughs> that may also be the double edge to this. I don't think oh that the 19 goodness. and 20-year-olds are going to be that excited to be like, okay, this guy from the 90s is standing here and telling me to stand up.
1: Dreamboat, for sure. But uh, <laughs> So, I don't know. Maybe that's intimidating. Maybe they, they like that. Like, oh, you know, I'm going to get a lot of exposure on TV standing next to this guy. He's very good looking. <laughs> you know. All right, uh, next up on the pop culture update, it, is been, it has been 11 years since the first episode of Breaking Bad Ooh. aired. And uh, did you guys watch the show? We got Breaking Bad shows? No, you didn't watch I Breaking try Bad? I tried to get into it. I could never get into All it. All right. It's, one of, it's one of my favorite shows. Weirdo. What's your favorite scene from, or favorite memory from Breaking Bad? God,
3: favorite memory. Pizza on the roof. Yeah, Pizza yeah. on the is <laughs> definitely one. Um, Teddy Bear in the pool. Just, just how ruthless Walt was. Um, him, uh... I, uh, do we do spoilers? I hated Skyler. Yeah. For oh, him, do Skylar. you ever
1: plan on watching Breaking Bad again? Okay, we could do spoilers. I, I hated Skyler. I will what say.
3: I will say the first like four or five episodes of Breaking Bad was like watching paint dry, and then Tuco gives a show like such a shot in the arm when he oh, shows up. Yes. Yes. Oh yes. my god. That's he, true. he brings so much energy. it. Very slowly
1: to. It develops, but then it just all of a sudden it, it Tuco comes and you're just sucked in and you're just like, this is what this show's gonna be about, and then it kind of lulls again and then it kicks right back up and it's mm-hmm. just up down up down up down. Yeah.
3: I it's c- like, oh my god. Yeah. Thank you. Netflix because the final season was airing on TV and then that's when w- I decided to watch it. Yeah. And I was able to get caught up to enjoy the last couple Land? of episodes to get released. Definitely worth a binge on Netflix if you ever have the time. You just got to get through the first season. You really do. Uh, you really have and to push. It's five, a lot of next, pushing. And then
1: the next four just fly right by and you're just hooked in the whole time. It's it's one of those things. It where where if I binge watch
4: perfect. that, you'll binge watch Game of Thrones. Well, mm-hmm. you got to get sure, me.
1: You got to get me Game of Thrones to binge watch. Oh, you like, don't have HBO. No. So you got to give me the you have an H- H- uh,
3: HBO account. And you I'll check. And
1: I'll check in with you on Game of Thrones, to let you know what's going on.
3: Just wait till Tuco shows up in and it's Just Bad. Be like,
1: Dragon Lady summons dragons. She just got more dragons. I tell
4: you like, what, man, it's the best show I've ever seen. I'll
1: just be like, there'll be there the fourth sex scene of that episode, and you'll know exactly what I was talking about. What's
4: your favorite TV show? Right now? Ever.
1: Ooh, that's a tough one. You know what was good? Uh, hell on Wheels, which was another AMC yeah, one. One that of my was best friends. Really always, one, he'd, yeah. he'd
3: always tell me he's all Hell on Wheels. Hell on wheels, wheels is a good show. The
1: Office is a good one, too. I I love my top, my
4: top three, though, are uh, 24 Sons of Anarchy and then Game of Thrones. Those are my top 3. Interesting. Mine 24 and its was, it was Prime was, it was insane. Oh God. I would be a
1: victim of recency bias though if I threw mm-hmm. Peaky Blinders on there because a lot of the, like the TV shows that I like now are Netflix are streaming shows, mm-hmm. right? Netflix so originals. So like Frontier, like my go-to is on Netflix, Frontier, Last Kingdom, Peaky Blinders. Uh, I just I put on Parks and Rec last night as I was falling asleep. Yep, that's and what I, I do just, every night. And I, just throw I was on just Rec. I was just laughing as I was falling asleep. That's probably why I got such good sleep. Is because yeah, that shit was just actually pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first episode when Aziz is at the he's hitting on Rashida Jones. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like your boyfriend's a loser. And you could do a lot better, and you need to move on from him. And I'd love to talk to you after this about
5: what's going on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was just, yeah, I I thought it was pretty fun. Just the writing in that was pretty clever and pretty funny. I just started a new one on Netflix called Norseman, and it's like a it's a parody approach to the viking days so like it's a it's a it's a very serious storyline with like comedic interjection so like there's a slave is about to get beheaded and and he as a sacrifice and like right as she's about to swing the axe he just turns up and he's just like wait a minute wait 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 like is this necessary like you've already had two sacrifices to the gods don't you think that's enough why do we have to do three and she's just like you know this is the way we've always done it and they get into a little argument you know it's it's just silly writing that i i like and can appreciate but yeah norsemen Definitely worth checking out on Netflix.
3: Oh, God. Have you watched the one with the little Asian lady that everybody keeps talking about? No. My
1: mom was telling me about it, though. She's like, I was meant to watch this show. Oh, my God.
3: It's, uh, yeah, uh, It's been popping up. Maybe it's because of my age range, but everybody's like watching it. And then uh, there's Instagram or Snapchat photos of their bed and like clothes <laughs> on their bed. And we're like, we're doing this. We're going to go through our closet. Wow. I actually did it too. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not bad. I cleaned it's
1: out w- my closet, but it was because it was time to dress like an adult, right? Like you mm. don't see it now because I'm still rocking I'm my same I need swag. to
4: make sure my, my wardrobe is completely yeah, different. Yeah, I
1: went and got some button down shirts, some slacks. I got a couple three c- or quarter zips because I'm trying to look a little bit more professional inside the, you know, around the radio station. Like hey, oh, I know what go, I'm doing, right. you know. And then it also pays off when I go to I have to do interviews, you know. And I and it's just like hey, I'm kind of a legit journalist because look at the way I present myself.
3: I'm a chubby 30 year old, so black V neck is the way to go at this oh, point. Okay. I can consistently just do black V neck. Yeah, nice, no, I went. I was in, great. I went. I went. I I'm went looking, to Van I'm, trying to find, I'm
4: trying to find some like uh, Houston, good yeah. like going out clothes too. Dude,
1: well Nord,
3: just go to TJ Maxx or Nordstrom Rack. That's uh, what I, went, yeah. I went business
1: casual. That's what I'm saying. I could go straight from work to the bar and it would be like a pretentious bar. Excuse me. Word of the day. I could go to an Alta Quint bar. Oh. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. Thank you. Well, um, oh, but I could also I go that's to a first sport. time we've
4: used that. I could actually. also, but
1: I, but I used it. But I could also go to a sports bar and still be comfy either way because of the way I'm dressing. But it still looks responsible and grown up. It's that's not. It's not hoodie. You know, and I joggers. Was, like. Well, I was
3: talking to my roommate about this because he's, as a hotel manager, he likes to dress up sometimes and go up. But Santa Rosa is a place where you really can't. You feel overdressed. Like, yeah. I remember when I was 21, 22 going out in a dress shirt and tucking in the shirt and having a tie, and yet I felt out of place here. Yeah. No, you definitely don't do that. Yeah. Yeah.
4: If you that that, you do like a whole button down uh, shirt on wine like, tastings, bro. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah a, about a, wine you do that at uh, in the city for sure. But mm-hmm. out here, yeah, yeah, definitely like, the city.
5: Yeah.
1: All uh, right, so continuing with the Netflix uh, thing, uh, Bird Box is under fire because they showed a scene of a fire in Quebec from a year ago that the, mayor or the governor or mayor somebody of Quebec has called out Netflix and said that they want this changed and edited, and it's just part of outrage culture, and I thought it was worth bringing up because it's like, well, the movie's already come out. We've all seen it, and they're using something that happened to describe an end of the world type phenomenon and it's like that's how the news projects it so stop getting mad at
3: Bird Box for using it. Well it's mad Canadian, so you know what? If they're mad about something I'm gonna I'm gonna respect it. Yeah, but I mean it's they're just such like, a I cult. don't understand so I don't
1: understand why it's like such a big like I mean I get it if you felt disrespected did they not ask beforehand, do you want them to ask? Netflix says it won't remove footage of the La mega mega rail disaster from Bird Box. I don't even know if I pronounced that right. I just tried to say it with a French accent, I'm sorry. <laughs> It says the streaming service is facing criticism over its record-breaking film, Bird Box, which features images of a real-life rail accident that killed 47 people in the town of Lac Magnatique Quebec, in 2013. Netflix... Oh, so it wasn't a year ago. Netflix says it has no plans to remove the footage.
3: Why not just pull it from the Canadian? Like, if for people that stream in Canada. Oh, I pulled. stand
1: with Netflix! Oh, so, so they don't get to watch Bird yeah.
3: Box. No, they... Oh, d- well, good for... Me. Yeah, I mean, then they could experience the whole Bird Box thing.
1: There's also a little headline here that says, uh... Netflix says Fortnite is a bigger threat than HBO. We compete with and lose to Fortnite more than HBO, Netflix sent in a letter to shareholders hmm. Thursday. There are thousands of competitors in this highly fragmented market vying to entertain consumers. <laughs> ah. So busy playing Fortnite you can't watch Netflix. That sucks. That's kind of
3: bold. I guess what is it, what is going to happen with HBO once Game of Thrones goes off? There's to go Westworld. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. They got Westworld. So H- they, got, they HBO they does good no, shows. No, I mean, I mean, they consistently. I mean, we were we were doing the eleven years. Sopranos is twenty years, mm-hmm. and now people are rewatching Sopranos. So they've mm-hmm. gone from Sopranos to Game of Thrones to Westworld.
1: Which HBO is has a show around that they can always hang their hat on and be like, "This is the money maker." But then we've got to really get our shit together. I won't be surprised if HBO boxing comes back. They'll bring back HBO Sports. It just has
3: to go away for a little bit. And then they'll bring it back. It's it it kind of reminded me of the stretch that Comedy Central went on, and now I can't even think of a show that really well, defines. yeah,
1: Comedy Central is kind of left in the dust, like most of the cable companies. Mm. But it's just like, or you know, cable outlets, I yeah. should say, um, unless you really adapt to the whole streaming thing. But that's what I'm saying. HBO is going to find a way to to get a niche in with the streaming audience, and they'll team up with another major company, and they'll be they'll be able to. HBO will team up with like a Netflix or something like that. They'll be able to bring it back. Uh, that's my hot takes. All right. Uh, speaking of a year ago. Sad to announce, it has been one year since Mac Miller. I mean, not one year. No, uh, it's Mac Miller's birthday. Excuse me, that's what I was trying to say. Oh shit, I messed that up. Mac Miller's birthday was yesterday, That's what I'm trying to say, and uh, it hasn't even been a year since we lost him. But you know, honestly, have you guys listened to more Mac Miller since he passed away? Yeah, nope, no. shaking your heads. No, I did at first, and then I, and then it kind of mm-hmm. went away. And I feel like that's just I felt I became one of those people in society where it's like, ah, oh, goddamn, why would I do this? But uh, yeah, it'd be nice if he was still around making music, cause you know I'd listen to him occasionally, but I listened to him more after he passed. I should say.
3: The only thing I saw was when he went on NPR, like unplugged. That was cool. Oh yeah, that was live really really yeah, well yeah,
5: done. Yeah. yeah.
1: All right. Uh, last up for me on the pop culture update, and then I'll let you guys throw some in there, cause I know I've been hogging this. Sorry. Uh, there is a tab on here on the Twitter that says fictional character deaths that messed you up. So is there a death in a movie with a fictional character that's still gets you sad to this day. Like what was the uh what was the fucking movie with um
4: Yeller, old yeller. Okay,
1: that's a good one. I was gonna say Mufasa too. All uh, the spoilers. What uh what was the movie with um no oh, I was gonna say John Wick but that's not um fuck dude the Sixth th- Sense no what's his name is it Oh Keanu? Yes Keanu Reeves what's um what's the movie where Keanu Reeves is the baseball coach? and the little kid oh, gets shot. Oh, um,
3: hardball. That's what, hardball. Mm-hmm. It, when
1: that kid dies, oh, my God. That one hurts. That yeah, one, that,
3: that was, yeah. We when that
1: kid gets shot, you're just like, that. a part of you dies. You're just like, no, no, because he was like the smallest kid on the team, too.
3: Yeah, I remember the girls we went with. One of them is now married to my best friend, but uh, they cried. Her, um, they just cried during it. It was
1: sad. Yeah, it was like. The
3: other, other one was uh, Will Smith's dog
4: and
1: I Am Legend. Oh, it when he kills <laughs> it? Dude, that's oh. the worst, yeah. That one would have had a bunch of a uh, bunch of white people. White people. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's just come down to the point where if there's a dog in a
4: movie, it's like I'm not even gonna watch the damn movie now. Yeah. It's probably gonna end up yeah. dying.
1: Isn't that how Marley and Me ends? Is the dog dies but the two of them yeah. are together? No, no, so it's no. it's not sad. Not. Spoiler alert. Sorry, but yeah. Well, it's like the all dogs movie? go to heaven. That would be a good palate cleanser for that movie after you watch. What was that, that song
3: by Marshmello? Happier. I don't listen to Marshmallow Sorry. Oh, the
1: uh, music video? Yeah,
3: the music video. Like, I didn't, like, the song was a breakup song. I, I figured, you know, you listen to the lyrics of it. It's catchy, whatnot. And then you see the We're video, and it's about up. the girl's getting bullied as a kid, and she gets a dog, and then she ends up, the dog, they have to put the dog down. <sighs> and I was like, God, I was like, this this song yeah. is even more depressing than originally that I thought hurts. it was.
1: Do you guys have anything else for the pop culture update? Mateo? Uh,
3: Johnny Cage' death in uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation really bothered me. Oh. It, it came out of nowhere, and it was really quick. Okay. And Johnny Cage is awesome. Okay. Like, why would you kill Johnny Cage? That's my quick Mortal Kombat rant. <laughs> that was your fictional character yeah. death that really yeah, bothered yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. I, I had to get that. I, you can't let me not talk about Johnny Cage. Sure enough. Uh, Ten minutes into the movie.
5: Um,
4: there is some good music that came out this week. Um. Future had a highly anticipated album that came out. Highly anticipated. It was. Okay. Um, called Wizard. It's a good album. Um, but Wizard. the best album was... Uh,
3: Wizard. Wizard.
4: The best album that came out was Mike Posner's.
1: It's called is it Posner or Posner?
3: I don't know. I think it's Posner. Po- maybe Posner. I'm Poser. Sure. And, and what's, what's, Posner. His, and what's uh. his band called? I
1: don't know what his band's called. M- but Mike
3: H- Posner and the... Yodel and Yeses. Like
4: it's a, it's just a it's just a really well it's a really short album but it's really well done. It just talks about how uh, he's 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 very famous he's, he's very rich and how he should be happy but in reality he's very very sad and depressed. Sad
1: and boy songs so is that what you're telling me I'm gonna get?
4: It's not a sad boy song. It's just it's a and then his dad passed away a year ago. Still so oh, things okay. about that. Now too. I kind of mm-hmm. feel like a dick.
1: Is it Mike Posner the guy who was just like thank you. There's no auto tune reviews in the recording of this. Like isn't he it? did he
4: did the uh, Pill and Ibiza
3: song. Yeah, yeah, yeah I but will that's say it's it's like crazy what he oh it it's crazy what he's done in terms of where he's gone from genres. Oh I know. Yeah. he was the one he did ten the, years. He did the everything. Thanksgiving the Thanksgiving
1: mm-hmm. performance, and I was just like, who is this? I remember tweeting at you yeah. guys. Yeah, But that's know. what I'm saying. It's the same guy who'd just be like, "There's no auto. T- I don't, I don't use auto tune at the end of his songs, right? Because he was like, "I'm a real singer. I promise. Mm-hmm. Okay.
3: Oh, his band's name's the Legend uh, Legendary Mike P- Posner Band. Oh, so close to
1: the Yodeling Yessies. Yeah. yeah, he's okay. good though.
3: He has good. I do like "Song About You. Yeah, that's a good one.
4: Yeah. He had a lot of good ones on there, though.
1: Anything else for you, Flynn? Uh,
4: Two-week, we will be blessed on TV with Travis Scott at halftime.
3: With the, he has to be with Marin 5. Though. Oh, actually, I do have something. Okay. I do have
4: something. Uh, Kaepernick and Travis Scott have some beef. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Kaepernick, I guess there's a, there's a report that came out that said Travis Scott and Kaepernick talking at a mutual understanding, and then about a day later, Kaepernick's girlfriend tweeted out that there was no mutual understanding how they are not on the same page. I was
3: like, damn.
4: And then Kaepernick retweeted all that, and then the next one was that Travis Scott's camp said that Travis Scott doesn't tell, doesn't get told by Kaepernick what to do. Travis Scott does whatever the fuck he wants to do.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, the double champ does whatever the damn well he pleases. Yeah, uh, He's a champ champ. <laughs> all right. Um, Did you see uh, oh, and
4: Soldier Boy, too, had a big... Uh, yeah, we talked, about we
1: talked about it on the last episode. He's oh. coming after everybody. He's got receipts. He's got receipts. Ariana Grande, Drake, you are not safe, okay? You are jacking the flow uh Soulja Boy.
4: I don't know them. where he's coming from with all this stuff, but...
1: It's in his music, man. The proof is in the pudding. Does he have a new album coming out or something? I don't think so. I think he's just clinging for relevancy. He's I want to know what
3: his Gucci headband runs for. Yeah, right. Well, he had Somebody
1: had like a ten—that whole ten-year challenge that was
4: going on this week—and mm-hmm. they had uh, the picture, <laughs> a picture of this week of Soldier Boy and from ten years ago of him. It's the same headband. that says Gucci on it. <laughs> so he's probably just
1: holding on to all his stuff, nice. taking care of it. All right. Uh, I don't know if else what you saw, but this is a good one. Also, ten years ago, <sighs> High School Musical came out. Wow, that mm. is a throwback. I think it was more than 10 years ago. Actually, I take that back cuz we were in middle school when uh when that came out. I think it was like oh, 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 s- a we oh, 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 sophomore in high school. No, it was like oh six oh seven. No, no, seven. but 10 years
4: ago was like oh, 09. We were yeah, six, yeah, nine, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So I think it was about 50. It was close to 15 years ago, but yeah, high school musical. It was funny. I saw a clip of uh, of Zach Efron and uh, Vanessa Hudgens singing, "We're soaring." Ah, oh, song yeah. slaps. Still, song
4: still goes, baby.
1: Great, great song. So, all right. Uh, anything else for you, fellas? Nope. Okay. All right. Um, well, we'll be back on Wednesday. Uh, we'll be talking more basketball, more hockey, because there's just really nothing. I mean, unless football gets some crazy ass storylines, I kind of want to d- cleanse away from football for a little bit. Maybe we'll talk Pro Bowl. I don't know. It's just. You got to get used senior to senior bowl. You got to get, get you got to get used to being no football being around and you got to get used to being ready to just cling on to one headline and getting that and using that as your football fix. Rocky Austin
3: is at the senior bowl. Come on. Okay. Come on. You got to get a little fired up about the Temple cornerback. Um, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Um all right. Well,
1: to the haters and losers, of which there are many.
4: Go fuck Jeff.
1: Oh man. Progressive. Want to change out? No. Nah, that sounds good. It's it kind of right. flows with it. Until next time, deuces.
2: (laughs) Barn out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get the rap shit back. Hey, yeah. I'm a gloss, I'm a cop that easy. Run the spot for some chops, I'm about that greasy. Yeah. Shorty coming to the spot, but no bleep, don't tease me. Man. I think she hang around the clique trying to get on TV. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm talked about a lot when I'm gone, don't see me. Ooh. Trust the process, man, I'm going Joel and Beasy. I'm a boss like Rick Ross, I'm a gold no keeper. <cellence> Freestyling, got a wet, that's an LA leaker. Yeah. Guess who's coming out, your eardrum and your speaker. Yeah. I met the parents and they impressed how I treat her. Bag yeah. on passenger side, stingray, two-seater. Yeah. Randy Johnson with the flow, got glow, got heat yeah. Hop out, pull up, get out 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 They really do you bad when you let They really do you bad when you wit I came in here sad, percent I took a different nav i about to make it out of the pit. While they foul, I'ma hit. From the line here in Swiss, from my crown to the shin dick. Now they'll miss when I'm gone, nigga bitch. Don't call, that's a tip. Yeah. I'm about to walk around with my shit. I never heard it down to the dips. I'm always out of town for the glitz. Hundred miles for the trip. From my style, that's a chip, yeah. Niggas at the house doing rips. Stoop kids, and we about to be next. I ain't have to rock a thigh while the flex, see the glam, you see flex. I got diamonds and flesh, nigga, friends turn the sketch, niggas real fast, life can't prep you on, it's like a meal plan, shorty said to come through, but she still playing, I got bills, nigga, too, that I'm still paying. Hey, pop out, pull up, get out, 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 they really do you bad when you lit. They really do you bad when you wit. I came in here sad, represent. I took a different nav, I'm a pit.